There ain't no gold in this river that I've been washing my hands in forever. I know there is hope in these waters, but I can't bring myself to swim when I am drowning in this silence, baby. Let God damn, that man can sing. I just want to throw it out there right now. That's the opening song, Easy On Me. And that's by Scary Pockets 
uh, featuring uh, my man Mario Jose. That dude can sing. Uh, for those of you keeping score at home and trying to decipher the secret meaning behind the lyrics and why I chose that song for tonight's episode, uh, there ain't no gold in this river I've been washing my hands in forever. I know there's hope in these waters, but I can't bring myself to swim when I am drowning in the silence, baby. Sound familiar to anybody? Woo! I am your host, Kaizen. This is uh, Black Sky Legion episode whatever the fuck on today. Because, yeah, I am drinking a Boulevard Whiskey Barrel Stout, barrel-aged Imperial Stout from uh, Boulevard Brewing Company. And I have a bottle of 6 and 20 Carolina Roja Whiskey at hand because we're going to need it tonight. I hope you guys... Tango el gato en los pantalones. Soul Ripper, you are a fucking you are you are a gentleman and a scholar and a and a and and uh, a, a, a a cunning linguist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's uh, hit the panel. With me tonight, we've got a special guest. We've got uh, my man Souverine. You might remember him as. Managing editor of Sagai Magazine, mag- managing editor of Cosmonaut Magazine, so the the number one uh, uh, magazine in in universe in both the Star Citizen and Elite Dangerous worlds, as well as a longtime co-host of Lave Radio. Uh, he has made some life changes and is going to be joining us regularly going forward. So. Say hello to the beautiful people, Souverain, and tell them what you're drinking tonight, or as you are in Cambodia now, this morning. Hello. Uh, I'm drinking a coffee because it is 7 a.m. And as Kai has very delicately put, I am thoroughly enjoying a midlife crisis and um, uh, torpedoing my entire life as enthusiastically as possible. Um, so I am in Cambodia. I, I wouldn't say midlife crisis. I would say quarter life festival yeah, yes, festival exactly, of freedom yeah. festival hmm. of freedom bro i know I'm, I'm too young for a midlife crisis but my uh, my dad uh, accused me of, of having one um i think because he i think i think because he had one uh, well, he, so i'm embracing the idea well here's the deal uh i think uh, a wise scholar i think his name might have been the fresh prince of bel-air once said parents just don't understand Exactly. That's exactly. right. That's right. Also with us tonight, we've got my main man, my XO, Wolf Dragon. Say hello to the beautiful people and tell them what you're drinking tonight. Hello, hello, everyone. I have a rather dangerous drink combination tonight. Um, I should have used uh, slightly different glasses. One is full of the 6 and 20 Carolina Roja, which is delicious. And the other is full of iced tea without the ice. Um, so uh, I'm going to forget which glass is which by a little bit, and it's going to get real entertaining. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Thank you, Dunkle. I, I see that you say that Suv's a little bit quiet, so I just boosted him. He should be good. Uh, Suv has a, a habit of, for sound checks, he he goes one way, and then when he it's, the show actually starts, he like leans away from the microphone because he's very cool. He's like he's like a jazz drummer that way. 
Hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I, I, when, when you say sound check, I'm like, oh, I need to get in position. And then when the show starts, I start wandering around the room and stuff. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I've, I'm used to that, though, from you. you you've done that for years at, at Lave, so I, I, I'm used to it. I'm going to boost you higher that for now on for every soundtrack. We also have the tactician, the main man with the plan, Tweak74 in the house. Tell us what kind of coffee you're drinking this morning, Tweak. Hello, everybody, and yeah, th- well, it's this evening here, 8 o'clock at night for me, but mm-hmm. I also am drinking coffee, some chocolate raspberry coffee with some French vanilla creamer added. It barely <laughs> qualifies as coffee anymore, but it tastes pretty good, so I'm all there. It's basically like an adult sort of milkshake kind of whatever, but without the alcohol, yeah, yeah. 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 So now that Sue's going to be a regular, you got a coffee, buddy, Tweak. That'll be nice. Yeah, hell yeah. And Sue, <laughs> big welcome, man. I better... As you know, as as we've talked before, I've been a big fan of you for a long time back in my early elite days. So, Thank yeah, you. glad to have you here. He's spe- I really appreciate that, and I'm thrilled to be here. He's specifically talking about your early pinup shots of you in a speedo. Yeah, we'll get to that later. All right. I hope I'd hope to bury those, but uh, but these paparazzi, you know, they just they just dig it up. It's crazy. The internet never forgets. It's crazy. <laughs> and of course, we have with us tonight Space Khaleesi, Lady Raincloud. Say hello to the beautiful people and tell them what you're drinking. Hi, everybody. It's Kira. And uh, I am drinking Coke. And I felt like stretching my linguistic legs a little bit. Hell yes. That's right. I can speak Japanese as well. Toyota Karate. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, so ah, let's get started. Let's start with an intro. What's everybody been up to this week in space? Yeah, that's right, MGL. I'm showing off. Yeah, that's right. He was talking about you. Yeah, 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 that's right. Sushi Honda. Yeah. All right. Yo, Project 675. I've got a bottle of your 6 and 20 Roja in my left hand as we speak. Good to see you, sir. All right, so I have been playing a lot of New World this week, but I've been playing some of the Nomansky Expedition, and we're going to talk about that, and and I'm going to hit it hard tomorrow uh, for sure, uh, and then we're going to have more about it next week. I've been playing a little bit of this cool game, Empyrean. I don't know if anybody's ever heard about it. Maybe it'll come up later in the show. And, uh, of course... 317 in Star Citizen. I cannot wait for this to hit. I want it. I need it. Let me slap my veins. Get it in there now. Wolf, what you been playing this week? Um, well, when I've not been dealing with the absolute IRL aggro from my job, I've been trying to get in um, a little bit of uh, Nomansky, mainly just uh, getting my shit reset to get the mods off so that they don't conflict because... Yeah, that was fun to turn the thing on. It's like, oh, I can't play because weirdness. Um, yeah. But I am wanting to jump in on on the new new uh, this Sunday because tomorrow I've got to be outside. I've been playing a little bit of New World, but um, the other one I've been spending some time on is is Elite because it's nice, fun, and relaxing. But uh, oh yeah, I think I think No Man's is going to be the big one this weekend for me. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Rain, what you been playing this week, and what are you excited for? Oh, I have been playing some Guild Wars and some Final Fantasy and bits and pieces of Empyrean, a few other bits and, you know, small, small games here and there, but mostly Final Fantasy and Guild Wars. Right on. Sove, my man. Well, 
I've only just started playing online games again because I've spent the last six months living in um, living on a remote farm in Florida, mm-hmm. um, doing acid, <clears throat> um, which has been extremely fun, but not not very conducive to playing online games. Um, so I have since I got here, I've been well, I've mostly been I've mostly been doing from pen stuff to be mm-hmm. honest i've mostly been um i visited the night market and i visited the museum and the killing fields and just been tooling around eating street food and stuff but uh oh, yeah. but in my hotel i've been playing a bit of um i've been playing a lot of new world because mm. new world's the main thing that i haven't that i haven't <coughs> been able to play for the last sort of five or six months because mm. the, the place i was staying had satellite internet with a crazy high ping so i couldn't play any mmos at all um so I have, I, and I've had a burning need to play uh, to play New World again. So I've been playing a lot of that and hanging out in voice with the BSL folks, which nice. I've been loving. And it, oh, it's just it's so good to be back <clears throat> in this game. Like it's just such a lovely place to be. Hell yeah! And you're um, going to be joining me on the weekend for some Nomansky fun, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Because that's the other <laughs> thing I've been playing a lot of, um, which is the new Outlaws update for No Man's Sky. Hell yeah! So I've got a, I've got about three hundred hours in No Man's Sky, mostly wrapped up in about. Mostly, mostly wrapped up in like 2018, 2019. Okay. Um, and when the game was pretty healthy, but nowhere near as good as it is today. Mm. And um, I have No Man's Sky is one of those games that I've kind of slightly. I want it to be. I want it to be my like several thousand hour living game. But it, mm. but there's a few things that have always held me back. Um, but this update, the Outlaws update, I am absolutely loving. I love the new ships. I love the the outfits. Um, I love the missions. I love the fact that you can actually like the the game has infrastructure for you to play a criminal now. Oh yeah, um, it's it's really fun. And so I've been playing loads of No Man's Sky and getting really into it and making little lists of all the things I want to do and engaging with loads of systems that I've never never played before. Um, so yeah, <coughs> loving that. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I want to give a big salute to my man Abyssinian, who just joined us in the chat. I see you here, brother. Uh, I, 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 it was great seeing you on the uh, on the uh, Soul Citizens Soul Voices thing. Yes, yes. All right. He is also a bit quiet. Uh, who is also a bit quiet, Dunkle? Is it is it still Suverine? I'll turn him up a bit more. <clears throat> All right. Okay. And and ha- ha- just just stop, Kai. Um- I've just extended. I've just, I've just the mic on my headset. How is that? It sounds a bit better to me. Yeah, it should be a bit better and clearer. Okay. All right. We'll just turn that up just a little, just a little bit more. All right. And of course, tweak seventy four. I know what you're excited for. Yeah, and and you know what I've been playing nothing mm-hmm. but Star Citizen. Well, that's not true. Actually, I almost forgot. I did log in. To elite for, oh i'm sorry for a couple of hours one night i i, I had some opix things to uh, management things to take care of and figured while i was there i'd check out a couple things and then i went right back to star citizen okay all right right on oh and before while we're doing the intros real quick i want to say a huge shout out to my man winter mute in the house winter mute is the guy that took that picture that awesome fucking thumbnail for this episode the uh the solar ship in nomansky that looks gorgeous so uh yeah huge salute to uh my man wintermute yes yes all right so <clears throat> intros are out of the way uh let's do the the whole the, the thing that i'm supposed to do to get you hyped for the show or whatever uh we got what what do we got that we're talking about tonight a new Netflix documentary, Return to Space, which is fucking awesome, and it just dropped this month. 
fantastic space game, Empyrean Galactic Survival. More information on Nomansky's Outlaws update. Star Citizen Weekly Development News. An Elite Dangerous Weekly Development Disappointment, along with a hot thread that you have to check out on the uh, Elite uh, subreddit. All this and more, so, so stay tuned. If you're listening to us on the podcast and would like to see the live show and visuals, check us out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash blackskylegion and on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash blackskylegion. If you're watching us on YouTube or Twitch and would like to know how to catch our podcast, check out anchor.fm forward slash blackskylegion. For sending us your thoughts by email, you can reach us at blackskylegion at gmail.com. Our very active and growing Black Sky Legion Discord can be found at tinyurl.com forward slash BSL Discord, where you can check out community feedback, resources on Elite Dangerous, Star Citizen, and No Man's Sky and get real-time updates from a variety of content creators. In addition to the Discord community feedback channel, feel free to write in our YouTube comments anything about the topic of the week, as well as anything else you'd like to share. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you're enjoying the show on YouTube, please make sure to like and subscribe and click on the bell. It really helps us out. On Twitch, a follow would be much appreciated. We record live every Friday night at 8pm Eastern, midnight UTC, so come and join in on the fun. If you're listening to us on the podcast, please make sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you use, and let us know if there's a format you want us to look into. And most importantly, tell your friends about the show. You're listening to the Black Sky Legion! Subscribe if you want! Who fucking cares? Hell yeah! Subscribe if you want! Who fucking cares? <laughs> Who did that last bit? That was... That was uh, Burger Ant. Have you, oh, my God. You've been out of the oh, loop because you missed. haven't been playing Elite for a while. So there's this guy, Burger Ant, and his thing is like the Obsidian Ant logo, but with a hamburger in the middle of it instead of an ant. And he fucking does like, oh, my God, Danny Brayman, we got to go out here. We got to get Space Khaleesi because, you know, that fucker's kidnapped her and he's, she's into some kinky shit. You don't know if he's got her tied up. He like screams into the mic the whole time. He's, he, he's fucking he's awesome. We've had him on the show. He's just fucking awesome. I'm gonna link you some of his videos after the show, Suv. Burger yeah, Ant. Appreciate him. <laughs> Burger Ant is the awesome. best. I I consider Obsidian Ant to be a friend. Okay, we're like we were literally just talking earlier today. Burger Ant is the best ant in Elite. Un, un, no question. And I will tell Obsidian that uh, it's just it's a it's a fact. Sorry. But fucking Burger Ant is, yes, Burger Ant's a nonstop shit post, and he's fantastic. 100%, Elix, 100%. All right. So we got two thing a weeks tonight to talk about. The first thing a week is an amazing new Netflix documentary, Return to Space. We talked last week about how basically SpaceX has fucking single-handedly saved NASA because first – the Russians decided to default on keeping the ISS up. Then they decided to block America from launching from the Baikonur Cosmodrome on the Soyuz, which is the only craft right now that 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 uh, we have access to because the Russians won't let us use the Long March 5, and we've retired uh, our Delta rockets, and we're waiting on trying to get the SLS up and running. And, uh, and then the Russians announced that, hey, you can't buy our rockets anymore, and we're no longer going to service the ones that we previously sold you, the engines for the previous ones. So 
as we talked about last week, like him or hate him, if it weren't for Elon, NASA would be fucked right now. But SpaceX is here to the rescue. So let's look at this. This documentary just dropped like a week or two ago. It just dropped this month. And it is an amazing thing that you got to go see. If you got Netflix, it's free. If not, steal it. Check it out. Earth is the cradle of humanity, but you cannot stay in the cradle forever. Demonstration Mission 2 is going to be the first time a commercially built spacecraft will launch people to the space station. We'll launch American astronauts from American soil for the first time in nine years. NASA astronauts Bob Behnken and Doug Hurley. To think about flying rockets again to the space station, it's unbelievable. Elon and SpaceX changed our industry completely. Everything down to the nuts and bolts was redesigned for the modern era. This is a much greater vision that he has. We're going to have a base on the moon. We're going to send people to Mars. The work requires a lot of dedication, a lot of focus, and always a lot of risk. There's a part of you that can't let go of that hopefully irrational fear that something could go wrong. Launch makes you superstitious. Here's my dragon socks. There's always things you don't know about, so you don't know when those are going to come and get you. It's going to be right on the edge, probably. During your life, there are things that are risky, but if it results in a better world, maybe it's worth that risk. We should think more about what's the future we want. For me, it's making sure we become a space-faring civilization. Just looking out the window, you can literally see out into the galaxy. As you go around the Earth, you don't see the lines and the borders that are drawn on maps. You see the Earth as this one entity, and it's our home. You realize our world is precious, and you start having an appreciation for how little you actually are. To be out there among the stars, yeah. I find that incredibly exciting. That makes me glad to be alive. Hell yeah. So like I said, that dropped April 7th, and it is fucking amazeballs. If you haven't seen it yet, and you have Netflix, it's free. Get out there and check it out. Now, as far as... Again, anytime you talk about, you know, okay, a billionaire, it gets real dicey quick. People, you know, I don't like him because this, that, and the other. People shouldn't have this much. Okay, all of that, fine, whatever. I don't, I'm not trying to change your life opinions. I don't give a shit. You, you're on the left, you're on the right. God bless, you do whatever. I care about two things. Number one, us as a species, we need to go, we're right now a Kardashev type zero society. We need to get to a Kardashev type one society. We need to properly harness our energy so that we can do big and great things and not destroy ourselves on this rock. There is nobody out there right now that is doing more to make that a reality than the people that are trying to uh, crack uh, uh, fusion energy, which right now, I mean, this week we had two huge, big, big, big breakthroughs. One, the team with the tokamak thing that they were able to <clears throat> get it going for like, I don't know, like 30 seconds, which was a huge deal, huge deal. And two, the AI crew that they used AI to like run 
and and they got the like a stable plasma field. So like that's huge. That's that th- those groups that are doing fusion, that's big, and that's going to be one of the things that saves us. The other thing that's going to save us is fucking Tesla. Not with the cars. The cars are cool, fine, whatever. But with the battery thing, the bat we need, yeah, to get to be a society that can use wind, can use solar, can use nuclear where it's safe, can use whatever, and can store that shit up so that we don't need to just keep burning 30 million year old dead dinosaur bones to make our shit go. The other thing that we need to do as a species is we need to get to be an interplanetary species. We need to have more than one place, one seed, one 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 point of failure so that if something happens and we have one point of failure we have a backup and nobody is doing more to make that a reality right now than spacex so like his politics hate his politics want him with twitter don't want him with twitter whatever i don't give a fuck about any of that spacex is amazing and so yeah there's that I'm opening this up to the crowd. We're not doing the dot system. Hop in anybody who's got thoughts on SpaceX in general and and this documentary, which looks really cool. And has anybody seen it yet on Netflix? Have not seen it yet. SpaceX, to me, anybody that questions what SpaceX is doing, I'm 47 years old. My biggest NASA memory was probably when I was in sixth grade and the Challenger exploded. Since then, we really haven't done a whole lot in space. Now, all of a sudden, SpaceX is here. Elon Musk is doing his thing. And we have made so much progress over the last couple of years, thanks to him. So I am all for what he is doing, pushing us forward. I have not seen the documentary yet. I am very sure. I I can either choose to watch TV or I choose to play my video games. And the video game usually wins. So I'm behind on a couple things now. I get it. I get it. But go mine yourself some Quantanium and fucking throw it on a second monitor and, you know, rock out. Hell yeah. Um, I got to say this. I'm not normally a rah-rah for the flag guy. I'm not. I think the idea of governments in general and countries and fucking arbitrary lines on a map is stupid. I feel like we need to have sympathy for Chinese and Russian and Ukrainian and French and German and everybody and until we realize that we as a planet need to fucking get get our shit together and treat humans as humans uh, and stop treating them as the other, we're kind of fucked. But there is something about it. There is something about the fact that we've been dependent on the fucking Russians for the last 10 years to fly us to get to get us up into space that it rustles my fucking jimmies, man. I don't like it. And the fact that we now have, you know, whatever. He's not America, but he is an American. He is here. He's fucking in Boca Chica. It's the fact that we've got rockets lighting off from American soil again and getting us out into space. As much as I don't like to be that jingoistic dude, I got to say I like it. I want to say my piece here real quick. Sure. I'll try to keep it. No, no. All I want to say is um, I have my own issues with Elon. Sure. But what I am personally tired of Mm. is people, to me, people thinking Elon when there's 12,000 men and women at SpaceX as of April who are the actual engineers and the the doctorates and the people who are doing stuff that never get anything is like, 
thanking God that this ER doctor saved your life. It's like, well, I mean, sure, I guess, fine, but actually it was the ER doc that saved your life. So my thing is, I wish people would pay more, less attention to Elon, thank you, sweetie, and more attention to the 12,000 men and women of all different religions and ethnicities and sexualities and whatever who are going to work every day to see oh, yeah. us move forward. So I, I just want more appreciation for the SpaceX employees than what we're seeing. That's all I, I want. I completely agree. I, I should correct myself and apologize when I say a lot of like, you know, Elon, whatever. I'm saying SpaceX, and you're absolutely right. That encompasses a vast swath of humanity and absolutely. 12,000 employees as of this April. 12,000 people working there. Imagine that. And soon to be more. And God bless every last fucking yes. one of them. What do you think, Sue? Uh, I don't know. Um, I I follow this stuff, and I, um, uh, I've i read about the... Um, uh, I, I, I get what Elon Musk wants to do. Um, I think he... I think some of the... I think a lot of the hagiography... Um, is arguably justified because uh, very few humans have the see things the way he does, mm. um, and SpaceX wouldn't exist without without him and his his uh, his drive to solve giant problems. Um, he is a is a divisive figure. I think the I think I think it's, it's it interests me a great deal that private the private enterprise is has replaced the state hmm. in terms of driving space exploration. Um, it is a shocking figure that that um, uh, that spent U.S. tax take that was spent on NASA went from something like six percent, which is a stratospheric figure mm -hmm. in 1969, to something like 0.06 in. Um, or 0.006 in about five years later like that is that is amazing and it, it is interesting that um that private enterprise is what is has sort of picked up the slack um i think i think the, the the story of space exploration in the us is is one of um it, it, to me it, it's about how difficult it is to predict the future because mm. if you'd said to somebody in 1950 that in 19 i don't know 1995 we wouldn't have you know if if, if you'd have showed them where we were they wouldn't have believed you they'd be like no no you're all going to be in atomic cars and and, yeah. and, and flying taxis and there, there, there's going to be moon bases and, and mars mm. bases and the fact that the fact that things just stopped is actually remarkable um and uh and is evidence that predicting the future really is a fool's game um but uh but i haven't watched the documentary i probably will at some point i don't have a lot of time to watch tv um i think it's really exciting oh yeah hey, oh above first yanks what? not mean zero in it uh, what? Jeez. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't. Uh, forgive me. But not means zero, right? Yes, yeah, yes. Not. Okay, gotcha. When he says zero point not not, yes. Basically, what happened is during the space race to get to the moon during the Apollo project, the NASA budget was like 6% of the national budget. And then it got cut by a hundredfold to where it was less than, uh, it was far less than a half of a percent. Just a couple years later, the Russians as folded. As won the space race. The Russians folded, and as soon as the Russian folded, uh, immediately, you know, the administration, be it Congress, be it the president, be it whatever, everybody just gutted the NASA budget. And 
I want to call out a, a very good uh, comment from the chat. Uh, MGL1206. I wouldn't mind a new space race with China, honestly. It'd be a much better use of resources than the military, in my opinion. I could not agree more. As much as I hate all the, the jingoistic bullshit, if it causes the fucking old men with their hands on the money to actually release some for science and for space, fuck it. Let's do it. The Chinese, I mean... The Russian space program is in full-on collapse. They are in free fall. They're not doing shit. They are at FDEV levels of just screwing the pooch. But the Chinese are coming strong, and I would love, love, love to see a space race heat up for Mars. And, you know, in, in a perfect world, it would be a space race uh, of of... Um, um, like competition, like who can do most and we would be working together on a joint base with China. But the fact of the matter is, is whenever people, com you know, whenever people collaborate, there's no money. Whenever people compete and you got to get there first to put somebody else's dick in the dirt, the money just flows because it's like, now yep. we got to show them. So whatever, man, I, I don't want there to be any kind of actual uh, conflict in the sense of violence, but I would absolutely love for us to be in a conflict in a in a in a space race, a la you know America and Russia racing to the moon. I would love to see America and China racing to put humans on Mars. That would be amazing. That would be fucking fantastic. And we got to close out this segment. With my man Wolf Dragon. For those who don't know, I mention it every couple episodes, whatever it's a uh, uh, um, sort of relevant. My man Wolf Dragon currently is an engineer for the United States Navy on aircraft, but he previously was a NASA engineer working on shit for NASA. What do you think about this, Wolf? I mean, I think I think it's very telling. Um, if you have been following the news um, with what's happening out at, at Launch Complex 39 at Cape Canaveral. Um, there's been two things staged on the pad yep. for quite some time. One has been uh, the SpaceX Starship, Starship that needs to do a test flight. And its ability to launch uh, has been put on hold while NASA's been trying to fuck around with the SLS being... The I'm I'm just gonna say it. It's it's antiquated technology to start with. It's old solutions for new problems, and it's going to be extremely limited on what they can do if they ever get the goddamn thing off the ground. Uh, that being said, uh, the issue that they had this past time with a hydrogen leak, um, having assisted with those systems that. <clears throat> That that kind of stuff was not uh, directly under my purview um, for stuff it's that I did fault. for the shuttle. <laughs> it's Wolf's Hydrogen fault. Hydrogen leaks are stupid hard to deal with, and I mean, there's kind of a reason why most other entities don't like to screw around with hydrogen because it's very hard to seal valves when it's the tiniest atom to seal it. Um, but I'm sure they'll do whatever they need. They'll get the thing to launch, and then they'll be like, yay, see, Boeing, awesome, did stuff. It was only super late and way over budget. 
And um, if if you want to have some some nice rage fests, just uh, go watch uh, the new Boeing documentary on oh, Netflix. Oh god! Have you seen that one, Kai? Oh god! The downfall of Boeing yeah. about yeah. the the Max Eight. Yeah, that. I think you're saying it wrong. I think it's pronounced Boeing. I call him Boing Boing whenever I can, and it really makes him happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so just for those who might have just a surface-level understanding and might not really – might be like, hey, what's going on? When Wolf says that Starship has been grounded, it's been sitting there, it's not because of anything that Starship has done. Literally, NASA said, we're putting you on hold for no reason other than we want to get SLS launched first – and we don't know when that's going to be. So basically, NASA contracted out to what is that fucking company? It's called like ELA, which is basically a joint project between Boeing and Northrop Grumman. And they have built this SLS. And just the, to give you, and, and this is a crazy oversimplification, I'm not claiming to be. Uh, a, I'm not that bright. I'm just a Marine in his underwear. And B, I'm not in the field. But look, here's the deal. This SLS rocket is going to be able to launch if it's able to launch, which at this point, don't hold your breath. It's working about as good as Odyssey is for, for Elite. But if it's able to launch, it's going to give you about two-thirds of the payload capability of uh, Starship at, and I swear to Christ, I'm not even joking, something like a, over a hundred times the cost. The the cost of the, and it, it's not reusable, it is a massive cost. Basically, imagine this for a second. Think about how much it costs to book a flight from, say, I don't know, London to New York, right? How much does it cost to book a flight on a 747, 737, whatever. Now imagine for a second how much it would cost if instead of you get off the plane and they turn around and fly back or do whatever, if they were to say, okay, throw that plane away, let's make a new plane. It's literally that. So Starship does it better, does it safer, is proven does it with more capability and does it for less than one hundredth of the cost? Who do can you I, think is going to win out in the end? Can I say something real quick, Kai? Sure. I do want us to be accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, NASA had nothing to do with this. The Federal Aviation Administration deemed that the launch of Starship, when it landed and exploded, violated their launch license. It's the Federal Aviation Administration who have opened a full-scale investigation into whether SpaceX violated its launch license or not. So it's the FAA, who is not part of NASA. NASA's had very little and nothing to do with it, and SpaceX is actively under FAA investigation. So, like, I just want people to, like, stop blaming people who had nothing to do with it. I want to make sure that we're accurate and factual on the show. Fair enough. Fair enough. I apologize. I, it has been stated on, and what do I know, man? I just see the videos and people on the inside talking. It has been stated that maybe one government entity has been reaching out to another one to try to influence things for reasons. But you're right. Officially, the the, the it is the FAA. So, yeah. Lol. What a, what a cute concept, government agencies talking to each other. Yep. No, but I mean... It, Rain is correct. The official statement is that it is from the FAA. So, 
We'll have to uh, see. Um, all right. Anything else on uh, on this documentary? Go check it out. Like everybody's got Netflix. I mean, eh, well, I mean, if you see the stuff, apparently people are leaving, abandoning Netflix. But still, everybody has. There's like 400 people that has. You know, every it's like one guy pays for it, and then 38 other people have his password. So everybody's got it. Go watch it. All right. Let's move on to the second thing of week. The second thing of week this week is a very cool space game called Empyrean Galactic Survival. Now, a lot of people have sort of been looking around for other space games to play lately. Maybe because, uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, they're just, for whatever reason, leaving one game and they're looking for something else in the field <laughs> now some people have decided that their game is shit now now uh <laughs> empyrean galactic survival is kind of interesting because for my money and i'll, I'll admit i played it far less than rain on the show mm -hmm. here and she's gonna she's gonna take over and present it but just an elevator pitch if i were to put it into you know, whatever, 50 words or less, I would say, imagine taking a lot of the best parts of Elite Dangerous and a lot of the best parts of No Man's Sky and ditching some of the worst parts of both of those titles, putting them together into a game, you would have Empyrean. Now, I'm going to upfront say the graphics of this game, I don't think, are as good as either Elite or No Man's Sky. They're both... Elite is good in one way with the graphics. No Man's Sky is good in more of an artsy style, or like a different, like a that 70s, science-y, whatever, art style. But they're both great in their graphics. But this gives you the... This gives you ship interiors. This gives you the ability to build bases anywhere. This gives you a very No Man's Sky style like exploring planets and getting resources and, and having the ability to make all kinds of shit. And it gives you, instead of where Elite has like, whatever, 400 billion star systems that are just circles with nothing on them, this game gives you like 30,000 plus whatever um, solar systems <clears throat> that you can go to, star systems that you can go to, that are all linked together. It has amazing shit. Like, the first time I saw this, I saw uh, Rain playing it. And she went to a black hole, and it had the accretion disk. Yep. And it was fucking gorgeous. And then I got, I was like, oh, I'm interested. And then I watched some more and more and more. So, mm. I'm going to key it up with the video here with sound. This is from uh, last December. They do big updates like three or four times a year. This was from last December's update, and this part is just planetary stuff because it was a big planetary whatever, but they alternate a lot between like a big space update and a big planetary update. This last one was from last December, so it's like four or five months old at this point, but it's super cool. I want you to check it out to see how some of this stuff is really gorgeous, and you might be surprised. Keep your mind open. It's 20 bucks on Steam. And it's a really, really good game. So let's check it out.
Hello Galactic Survivalists, I'm Ida, and today I'll be taking you through what's new in Update 1.7. What you can see in the video at the moment are examples of the new decoration system which can be found on three distinctive demo planets in the game. More than 200 new assets have been added to build even more exciting planets in the future. Another visual update concerns the water. Water now shows a special visual effect when it is affected by forces such as thrusters or hover drives. The grass now also reacts to your movements and to pressure waves from vessels and other forces. Along with the addition of entirely new decorative elements and the upgrade to the water and grass effects, we have reworked the harvestable plants across the board with improved and high-quality new models. Another main point of this update is the improved wayfinding for AI creatures on terrain. The goal was primarily to avoid the huge zigzags of AI when moving around obstacles in certain circumstances. The fact that the AI position and movement are precisely controlled now at any speed allows some new behaviors to be created in the future. The third main element of the update intervenes directly in the gameplay. The system of status effects that defines diseases and their cures has been thoroughly revised. While the status effects themselves have been largely retained, their interactions have been newly coordinated. There is now also the possibility of using a medical item that is actually not suitable for a complete cure of the disease, in order to at least slow down the progression of this disease. For those who are less interested in a detailed background story and prefer to drive their mission forward, a skip button for dialogues has been added at numerous points. To ensure that nothing is lost when skipping, relevant summaries and entries on people and events are now unlocked contextually in the Journey Book tab of the PDA. In the Empyreopedia tab of the PDA, entries on locations and factions will now be unlocked while playing missions or while exploring. For keen explorers, collecting new entries becomes rewarding when you exchange the explorer token you receive for epic rewards at a galactic information network console in any of the trading stations. The satellite hacking gameplay has been improved for version 1.7 and expanded for more report variants and additional satellite types. You can try hacking satellites independently of other missions on your exploration tours. The reports you receive can be sold for good money at trading stations at the Info Hoarders. Numerous improvements have also been made to our Invader vs Defender scenario. This scenario is delivered with the game and can be played in single player as well as in multiplayer. For example, on our official servers. For single players of the default scenario who want to follow the game story, there is now the new Chapter 11 to play, Murky Christmas. Are you ready to save Christmas in Andromeda? In this version we have also worked on some gameplay convenience. For example, if you pick up your backpack again, all weapons and items automatically go back to the toolbar slots they were in before. If you have been desperately looking for a certain type of star in the galaxy to go on a mission, you can now search for it in the search system function of the galaxy map.
A new field for searching star types has been added to the search tool interface. In order to better illustrate how the galaxy around you is structured, there are now also name displays for entire regions visible on the galaxy map. The nebulae in the galaxy also received additional settings and new design options. There are also new settings for scenario creators in the block configuration. For example, for the new water effects. If the effects that water creates are too strong or not strong enough in your eyes, you can adjust them on the water blocks in the blocks configuration. Scenario builders can now create beam weapons and modify shields and material damage resistance parameters. In order to balance certain situations and constellations in your custom scenario with regard to the reputation system, different blocks and devices can now receive their own modifier, which determines for example how much reputation they take away from you when they are destroyed. Scenario creators can now also offer their players the option to unlock tech tree entries through a dialogue option. Last but not least, numerous bugs have also been fixed in the current update, which rank among the more than 300 problems fixed this year alone. Before we end this video, we have one more thing for you. A small gift that has been at the top of many players' wishlists for a very long time. Your player avatar can now crouch. With this I close the presentation of the update 1.7. Please note that all the changes and additions presented in this video are only a small selection of the things you can expect with the update. For more details on new game systems and configuration options, the full changelog, as well as important feedback and how to threads, visit the forum at empyreanonline.com. We hope you have fun with the new update 1.7. We are looking forward to your feedback. On behalf of everyone here at Elyon Game Studios, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a peaceful holiday season. All right, so. Here's what we're going to do. I am going to start this off with this. All right. So uh, I'm going to introduce Lady Rain to take this over and lead this conversation because she knows way more about this game than me. But real quick, I just want to call out <clears throat> that was I'm posting it in the chat now for everybody. That was an asset that is Empyrean. Uh, Galactic Survival Update 1.7 trailer uh, that we played with sound to comment on. It is from uh, um, the actual company that puts this out. So there's that. I'm linking it in the chat right now for you guys. In addition, right now what you're seeing in the background is one of the videos that again this will all be in the show it's actually already in the show notes which you can see but i'm putting it in the live notes for the stream this is asset four empyrean asset b-roll fan trailer put out by 99 midnight gamer i want everybody to be able to go see that go 
click and support on his channel and the next one after this one is done playing is going to be and it's in the chat now uh b-roll uh cosmic wanderer cinematic project eden and reforged eden by ravian gaming go support their channel this is some cool stuff i just wanted to have really good video so that people could kind of watch it while we're talking about the game itself so that you i could give you sort of a better because that trailer while gorgeous was specifically all about planet stuff i wanted you to see this is also a full-on space game with gorgeous shit to see some things that i want to call out real quick to make sure that i highlight so that people know to ask rain about it number one this game has a lot of options and things that you can do it has an official from steam or from the community whatever from the company there's an official page you can go there and download blueprints for stuff there are people that just engineer shit for this game that are amazing they save the blueprints and then it's there for you to get so uh if you want to fly a crate mark ii or an anaconda or whatever i saw a crate a, a, a crate mark ii in the game it's awesome if you want to fly uh you know the enterprise or the Battlestar galactica or the rosinante you can get it if you want the hover tank or, or whatever what was that the rover thing from 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 uh what you call it uh, uh mass effect you can get it if you want a base that looks like a very specific type of house you can get it there's multiple different modes to play in. You can play in a mode that's like fully creative or whatever, or like fully survival or like hybrids. You can set up your own server and invite your friends to it and then play with them on it. There is so much shit in here that's awesome. Any ship you want to, you know, you want to fly the Millennium Falcon or the fucking, what do you call it, the Enterprise, and, and with full ship interiors. Yes, I will fully admit up front some of the graphics on this game you know aren't as much as as you know some of the other uh uh graphics in some other games or whatever but this dude the, the gameplay gameplay is fucking king that there, there, there can't be a question about that all right so now i'm gonna kick it off lady rain's gonna lead us through all kinds of information about this game for a couple minutes and then the crew's going to ask her questions and we're going to feel it out from there rain take over so a few bits of information so we are now on version 1.7.9 which came out on april 14th so about two weeks ago um the dev team is currently working on version 1.8 which is supposedly going to be a complete rebuild of the character models in the game which you can fully customize uh this game has been out for quite some time um, we have almost 200,000 entries on the Steam Workshop, which is fully integrated into the game, as Kai said. Um, and this game has... I've been with it for a very long time. It's a very small team. I think there's less than 10 people working on the project. It is a Unity project. And as you can see, it's got a full galaxy. 10 to 20 to 30,000 star systems with all manner of gas giants and planets and stuff. And it's... Not full seamless. There's, there's, it's built into what's called play fields that you have to move between. Uh, but when Kai played with me, going from space to planet and back was like a, a one second, one frame little hitch as it loaded, um, you know. And then it did a little warp jump effect to load into the next star system. 
the the one thing I want people to keep an open mind on is that this game was built from word go to fully support scenario creation, which is people creating custom stories and scenarios, modding, and people building all the spaceships, bases, and vehicles in the game. And the amount of options and freedom you have to play this game exactly the way that you want is astronomical. You can play in scenario mode, which the default scenario that people use to learn how to build scenarios is called Invader versus Defender. Um, it's basically you can you can actually build your own custom little storyline to do single player co-op. You can play in what's known as freedom mode, which is like creative but gives you access to the whole galaxy. You can get creative mode, which just has a demo star system that you can't leave, which is where people will go and build spaceships and space stations and vehicles and then save the blueprint, upload it to Steam, and then other people can download it and play with it. Um, full co-op, full multiplayer, and the the community is actually quite big. There's about, on Steam right now, there's about six or 7,000 people playing Elite, and there's about 4,000 people playing Empyrean. So surprisingly, you know, that's for a very small studio and a very small budget little Unity game, um, the community is actually quite large. And I don't know about you, but yeah, okay, some of the graphics are bad, but looking at the B-roll footage that we've got, I have seen really amazing spacescapes in this little game. And there's so much to this game where there's factions and reputation and questing and AI that you can fight and full warfare that you can get into and fight for like territorial control and dominance or just go out into the galaxy and explore. It's uh, the reason I wanted to cover this with Kai is I want people to maybe be willing to like have an open mind and broaden their horizons a little bit. I know this type of game isn't for everybody, but even the people who are like, well, I'm not creative. I don't want to build these ships and vehicles. You don't have to. There's default blueprints and you can just go on the workshop and download a crate literally there's a, several, like somebody built a crate, uh, somebody built a, a Fertilance, somebody built an Anaconda, you know, Star Trek ships, Battlestar Galactica ships, Star Wars ships, you name it. You can just go and download somebody else's work instead because there are people who I know personally, Jay Randall's a friend of mine, who they don't play the game. They log in and build stuff all day. They just pop on some music and I'm going to build an aircraft carrier today and then they share it with the community. And not only that, but the, the company fully supports scenarios and mods and the b-roll footage you're watching is two dev teams uh, project eden which was a scenario and reforged galaxy which was a mod those two dev teams came together and create what's known as reforged eden which is the big scenario mod combination that people play instead of the default game so there's just a whole lot to this and especially if it's on sale for like 15 20 bucks you really can't go wrong i've put 400 hours into this game so it's it's definitely amazing. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So so just to be clear, because sometimes people might not get the whole scenario thing. Like what you have here is for the twenty bucks. <clears throat> if you don't get it on sale, just it's like twenty bucks on on Steam right now. <clears throat> if you get it on sale, if you got a coupon or whatever, use it for sure. Uh, for the twenty bucks. You get the general game, which is like sort of this general exploration game. But if you go to their official site, you can load, like she was saying, these modules almost they have where it's like you get to play through a, like someone created a game. So there's fan ability to create games off of the game. So it's like <clears throat> Gary's mod or whatever. Like but Roblox. 
Yeah, so you can literally – I, I want to play this level. And these two guys got together, the two te- dev teams got together and the Reforge and the Eden, and you literally get this crazy storyline where, like, you have missions and whatever. You can mm-hmm. play through it, and there could be a new one a week from now, a new whatever. So instead of, okay, I paid my $20 for the game, and now I'm going to play it for however many hours, and then, nope, time to find a new game. You can, but you could also just hit up their thing and say, oh, what new modules, what new – there could be as many as 12, 15, whatever, different games, different stories, different whatever. Load it up and play it on a separate save, and okay, uh, where is this game going? Where is that game going? It's the ability for the community, and you can create a story and put it If you want to be the dungeon master and throw something out there for people, you can make a game and, and throw it up there on the community and, and, and crowdsource that shit and have people, you know, work through it. So... Is there, I see a, a, a Raxla Smaxla in the chat. Is there any storyline in the game as well? <clears throat> in yes. the base game, there is a story. It's, it's, okay, one thing. It like, needs work. It yeah, needs work. One, one thing that's, one thing that uh, um, both Elite and No Man's Sky often get sort of cited for is like, there's not much story to it. Uh, and, and and for sure that's the case. The, the, the based game has a very sort of, I think, surface-level story, per se. But Mm -hmm. the modules, the ones that we're talking about here, they have very specific stories. You have a mission, you have a quest line, you have, you know, it's like, imagine somebody writes a a module where you're basically playing through Rogue One. You have to go get the plants to plant, uh, 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 what is it? Plants? The Death Star plans. Plans. That's my brain just stopped fucking working there. You got to get the plans to the Death Star, and you got to go to this moon. You got to download whatever, and people are attacking you. Like they, the the modules have very highly detailed in some of them uh, uh, stories. Over three hundred, by the way. Three hundred. Are you kidding me? For twenty bucks. Three hundred and three hundred and thirty three single player scenarios and two hundred and forty three multiplayer scenarios on the Steam Workshop. Today. And, and some of those are going to be just a couple hours of whatever, mm-hmm. but others of those are, okay, it's, oh, a month later, a new update. Like, it's like an ongoing storyline. They get more and more, like the ones that the Reforge and the Eden, those are massive ongoing storylines that have their own updates, too, where they're like, hey, we're on 1.5 of this. One point, like, it's ongoing. It's not a 20-minute scenario. It's an actual full-on whatever, and... I, I just cannot enough say how Some it's of the amazing. big ones is the one known as the Long Journey. Um, there's one which uh, people are actually making story scenarios for Reforged Eden. So people are making mods for a mod and scenario. Like, it's it's kind of modception <laughs> kind of a situation. Uh, there's <laughs> what's known as Loot Quest, uh, Star Salvage, Escape from Purgatory, Ascension Unchained... Like, you just, um, even simple scenarios like, hey, I built this ship, I want to test it in combat, load up uh, the biggest one, Rucky's Combat Tests, a guy called Rucky actually builds combat test scenarios, and you just spawn your ship into the scenario and see if it gets its butt kicked or not, and, and it's it's stuff like that. And for a small indie game developer in a $20 game, you pay once and you're in, uh, yeah, who, who would have thought? Ship interiors. You can walk around in your ship and have like 
different stations, like workstations, and different, oh, here's lockers with gear, and here's this, and here's that. And there was medical gameplay demonstrated there, like, oh, you got a broken bone, you need a tool for that, you got this, you need that. And and again, I've come back to, <clears throat> hey, hey, Tweaked, how about you do this mission that looks like, you know, Rogue One, and you're doing it in, in uh, uh, you know, uh, the Rosinante, or you're doing it in uh, the... Uh, Serenity. Uh, or, or yeah, you're doing it in Serenity, or you're doing <laughs> it in the motherfucking Millennium Falcon. How about that? Now I'm there. Oh, and by the way, on ship interiors, I heard you all like ship interiors. Mm. What about if you could make okay. your own ship okay. interiors? Yeah, Ooh. you can make your own ship interior, and oh, you know what else you can do? EVA out of the fucking ship. Uh, I, nice. I, small indie game developer like Star Citizen. Of course, they're doing that. They have more money than God, but. I've heard there's some other companies that actually had big budgets and had lots of money and said EVAs and ship interiors. Why would we do that? That's too hard. Might need to restart. Players, the don't, players don't even want that anyway. Yeah, yeah. Players don't want that. So uh, I'm gonna step back and and open it up to the crowd. Hit hit up Lady Raincloud with questions and let's get into it. I have a My... bunch of questions. Okay, you go first, Doof. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, Rain, is it still in early access? No. Okay, cool. Um, the uh, one thing that Elite Dangerous does really, really well um, is that the the minute-to-minute -minute interactions with the game, the the minute-to-minute -minute, uh, sort of gameplay, that is really, really good. It, nearly everything that you, nearly every action that you do in Elite is really satisfying. Like the the audio design and the feedback and everything. Um, you know, dogfighting, mining, like all the all the little interactions, the the second by second gameplay, they absolutely nail. And one thing that games with bigger scope don't tend to do as well is that, like for example, No Man's Sky. One reason that I tend to d d sort of dip in and out of No Man's Sky is that quite a lot of the the kind of basic gameplay loops are not actually intrinsically very satisfying. Like dogfighting, for example, just isn't particularly good on on foot combat. Just even after the Sentinel update isn't particularly satisfying um so i guess my question is like does imperium ha what's the gameplay like like second to second does it feel good and satisfying or is it just or it is stuff like fighting or dogfighting or docking or mining or or hyperspace jumping is that stuff kind of janky but you put up with it because of the scope like where does it sit on that spectrum um for me personally i so I'll admit, if you're playing on full survival mode, the first hour or two is, is a little bit of a slow start. Um, yeah. But that's the case with most anything survival. But once you get, like, a, a ship and out into space, if you're if you're wanting Star Citizen or elite levels of flight, you're not going to get it. If you want Star Citizen or anybody else's levels of FPS combat, you're not going to get it. But you do have it. You have, for example, on your starting planet factions and those factions will fight each other those factions have reputation systems where you piss if you attack one faction you might actually make another faction happy that you attacked this faction and that faction will start sending actual assault forces to your base to destroy it that you'll have to defend yourself from or you can take the fight to them with tanks and, and that you've built your own vehicles your own spaceships and so the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay, like, it's, it's, sometimes we say, we'll just play it for X amount, it gets better. And that's not always true, but with, with Empyrean, when you first start, 
you don't have a spacesuit, you've crash landed on a planet. If you're playing in survival mode, then, you know, we gotta get our resources and get the base built and get explore and get the vehicles and we might get into some FPS combat with local wildlife and aliens and then, oh wait, now I'm defending my base and now I'm attacking and now I'm exploring the galaxy and it's, it's, it's a slow burn that ramps up to, well now I'm exploring this galaxy and fighting a war with the Xerax and trying to get you know, trade and explorer tokens and increase my reputation with this group. And, you know, uh, I just got into a yeah. spaceship battle and now I'm going EVA to board the enemy ship to loot it and all this other stuff. So it's, it does take some, it's a slow burn, but once it gets there, it's fantastic. So, yeah, that does sound amazing. So, can I hop in here? A couple things I want to yeah, sure. highlight. Mm -hmm. Number one, to Sue's point, because uh, I know. Suv likes this these type of survival games, but he doesn't like the very, very beginning, like starting off with nothing phase of it. He's like, man, I like to do that co-op or whatever because I don't like that doing that solo. When I logged in for the first time in Empyrean, uh, I logged in into uh, Rain's server, and what it did is it crashed my little escape pod where, like, I start off basically, like, you know, naked. I'm in a whatever, like, your, your starter suit, no weapons and then like the little voice robot well, says well, Tuesday for you Kai yeah the, the little voice says hey you can find the fucking uh, uh, game over you can find your little space gun whatever over here to get started and uh, so it's 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 kind of harder at that point I hit the b-roll thing but it starts off black for a second so it's it takes a second there we go it should go um you could literally have your little escape pod land where your friend is or where they have a house already with gear and they could hook you up. Or even if you just want to start off, you know, two people starting off semi-naked, but like you're at least together and it's like, okay, I'll go get wood. You go find rocks. Well, fucking let's get this shit rocking. You can do it together. Yes. Um, with regard to the comment in the uh, and I want you to hit on that real quick, but I just want to hit two other questions so that I can load you up with them. Uh, mm -hmm. Space Minecraft question mark. I want you to address that one. And the other one is: Is it an MMO? Just real quick, Pete. I'll let her take it, the big one. But just just to give you sort of an overview, <clears throat> you can play it on a private server, so you can make it like a co-op game. But there are also public servers where it is very much sort of an MMO. It's a if you're on a public server, yes, you can have. Uh, experiences both good and frustrating with other mm -hmm. players doing what other people do, which is randomness random. Rain, why don't you hit yeah. those? In terms of public, in terms of public um, servers, though, just very quickly, I, I gather that it's more like Ark than it is yes. New World. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that with the, with the is it an MMO? No. But if the server has like 50, 60 people on it and, you know, well... It's one of those things where, like, an ARC server might have a few hundred people that play on it, but the number of people who are actually active each hour of the day obviously fluctuates as people get on and and log off, log in and log off. Wait, you don't um, consider you, that? You, know, you don't consider that an MMO? Because I mean, I consider Star no. Citizen an MMO with fifty people on the server. No, I don't. I don't consider anything that. Um, 
has, yeah, I don't really consider that an MMO compared to, like, say, WoW or Final Fantasy or okay. anything when we're talking. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be WoW or Final Fantasy. MMO, I mean, how many times do you have 50 friends all together anyways? To True. Me, 50 yeah. people yeah. on a server is multiple people playing together, which is yeah. the definition. To me, to me, I mean, uh, it, it, okay, if we're going to say that you need 50 people for it to be an MMO, then I can guarantee you that Elite has never been an MMO. Yeah. You, you get Lucky three people. Get you get three people if you're fucking lucky, and more than well, that, I now mean, you're rolling I, dice. I guess. I guess if we're saying massive multiplayer, then the fact that there's four thousand people playing right now, spread across hundreds of private and public servers, then sure, yes. Okay. We can go now. Space Minecraft. Um, I don't know. Looking, I mean, what do y'all think of the like just the the imagery that we're seeing right now compared to other space games? Like, um, space Minecraft in in Go on, in, sorry. in in so much as everything in the game can be built by you, mm-hmm. your spaceship, your space station, your ground base, your hover vehicle, your small vehicle, everything. Like, this ship that is right here was built by a player, and not just built, but textured. <clears throat> there are texture tools and symbol tools and stuff in creative mode where you can actually... You build the ship block by block, yes, like Minecraft, but then you also get to texture it and design it and build its interior out as well. And so, you know, just keep that in mind. Before I played this game... Sounds like work. Before I played this game, I, I, I would have said... Space Minecraft. Oh, you mean No Man's Sky? But now I would say Space Minecraft. Oh, you mean No Man's Sky slash Empyrean? Because I think both of them equally can vie for that fucking title. And with regard to Tweak's comment, that sounds like work. Okay. If you want to do it, it's fun. If you don't want to do it, go to the community tab and click Give me the plans for the Crate Mark II. Give me the plans for the Death Star. Give me the plans for the Rosinante. And the plans are just there. And now Got all it. you have to do but, is pay the mats. So you don't have, have to design it if you don't want to. I have one vital question that nobody has asked yet. Go for Go it. This, this is vital for me personally and probably a lot of other people, I would think. Mm. The flight model. How is the flight model? There really isn't one. That's a problem then. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, but you're you're asking a lot from a very small team. With I get a very it. Small I get budget. it. But, totally get but, it. But I know just speaking to me personally, Elite spoiled me. Yep. I was not a, a yeah. flight model snob no. before I played Elite Dangerous, and Star Citizen is as good, if not a little better, than Elite. So, but here's, that here's the thing. But here's the thing, Tweaked. I love you for fucking asking that question because that's yeah. what we do here on this show. We mm-hmm. tell you all of the stuff, including that. And I got to yeah. tell you this: Elite Dangerous is the biggest single disappointment I've had in my gaming space for couple years however anyone who says elite dangerous doesn't have a top-notch fucking flight model is just wrong anyone who tells you that elite dangerous doesn't have a top-notch galaxy sim like creation mm-hmm. and the orbital mechanics and all of that is just wrong so like you i will gotta say give this credit. It, go ahead i will i will say this in regards to the flight model that the game does have so when you build ships you have to build six degrees so you have to put thrusters on it, on mm-hmm. the ship, so that it can move up, down, left, right, pitch, yaw, roll, right? And if you turn it on, you have a choice, but there's a system called weights and volumes. And if you do that, 
and your ship is too heavy and you haven't put enough thrusters on it, it won't lift off the ground on a high G world. It won't. It just won't work. It, it'll crash. Now, that it, it doesn't blow up or anything, but it, it will just like fall to the ground because or never take off in the first place. And this this is the, the point that we made earlier with this game is that freedom of I want to play with this on because I want to build a ship that is specifically designed to carry a lot of cargo up into space because it needs the thrust capacity. Now, unlike space engineers, when you're building a ship, I need thrusters, I need fuel tanks, and I need engines. It doesn't matter where they're at on the ship. I don't have to pipe things up. I don't have to care. I can put them all together. I wouldn't because if you're in battle and your engine or fuel tank takes damage, it'll blow up and blow a hole in the ship, and that's not good because if you know it'll also cause decompression, so your the ship you know the ship won't be airtight anymore. But it there is a flight model, and you can actually go into data on like a there's a data panel on the ship that tells you, shows you your turn radius in degrees per second, your thrust values in kilonewtons, and all this other stuff. And if you want that to as a challenge for hey can my ship overcome carrying all this weight and other vehicles in this high g world mm. great if you don't turn it off so so it does have a bit of a flight model if you turn on yes. the ball buster yeah. settings and then if yeah, you yes. if you leave it on easy mode arcade settings whatever obviously tweaked would want to go with the fucking full and in that case tweaked you're dealing with a flight model now that you need to have to make sure you have the proper engines. It doesn't just get hand waved, so that's a little even yep. more hardcore, I would think. Yeah, if it feels good while flying, like part of Elite and Star Citizen, <laughs> it's not the science of the flight model to me. It's mm -hmm. the feel of it. It feels great when I'm going in for a landing or dogfighting in an atmosphere or something like that, and it just it just it's comfortable. It feels right. Mm -hmm. No Man's yep. Sky, alternatively feels like that's missing mm -hmm. for me and I that's get it. part of that's a big part of why i don't find myself playing no man's sky mm -hmm. and i just don't know many other games and i know a lot of people will say dcs which i actually have installed on my computer i just have not started yet but mm. flight model is important for a space game for I, me i will say days. this Due to community feedback many updates ago they gave us what's known as a pilot mode which is basically like because I fly mouse and keyboard in Elite, which is apparently heresy, but I have issues with, you know, my hands and things, and it's actually just easier for me. Okay. Um, so there is a little button that you can click on each vehicle in the game individually. Like, you can have pilot mode set for air uh, aircraft, but not for ground vehicles. And pilot mode basically makes it so that that mouse acts like a joystick, and just like in mouse mode in Elite you have a little icon and as you move the mouse it's it 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 treats it like a much more realistic and we do have uh mild aerodynamics you can actually create vehicles that are just aerodynamic they only have rear facing thrusters and wings and those vehicles can take off and land kind of ish like airplanes so there's there's a little tiny bit of something there but again i i want not that I'm trying to give you crap here, um, tweaked, but I want people to remember this is like a team of like ten people working in Unity. Like I get it, I get it. Know. But if if you're making a space game with multiple systems in it, fly the flying part is kind of important. I would. It is. Say. Yeah, I don't. I don't so disagree. Said, I, I think the game does sound quite interesting, and quite honestly, when you were describing 
all the different things that it can do with the warfare and the the factions and stuff. All I could think is all of this stuff is the stuff that Elite should have done. Yep. It yep. should have done that kind of stuff. It's the better yes. universe for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it just didn't. So but, here's but, an alternative. But that's, that's the point, though, I think, to this, is that each game is going to focus on what it does. You know, No Man's Sky mm-hmm. is a phenomenal fucking game, despite the fact that it has a shit flight model. I don't care. It's still phenomenal for what it does. Elite yeah. is a phenomenal game if all you care about, if you literally want to play a space game right now and all you want to do is dogfight, Elite or Star Citizen are your games, period. No question. Yeah. Like, it, they do what they do well. Flight of Nova, if you want, you, you tweak, you're saying, I want really hardcore flight mechanics. Flight of Nova comes out in like two weeks and it is the hard, it, it kicks the shit out of Elite for flight mechanics in the sense of when you're entering atmosphere, if you don't enter at the right angle, you'll die. You'll burn up, you'll burn yeah. up or you'll skip off the atmosphere. It kicks the shit out of Elite and Star Citizen for the flight mechanics. But that is basically Microsoft Flight Simulator in space. Mm. So there's no pew-pews. There's no combat. You're not shooting stuff because in reality, let's face it. The reality of NASA, the reality of SpaceX, the reality of flying to Mars and whatever is going to be more like, hey, man, I'm doing a milk run. I'm delivering materials. Yeah, it's the same sure. way as the reality of uh, of being a pilot on a 747 mm-hmm. that's going San Francisco to London. You're not shooting aliens. You're just fucking get the takeoff right. All right. Got it lined up. Good. All right. Get above cl- cloud cover. Oh, watch out for turbulence. Okay. Ba ba ba. I'm on approach. Call into the ba ba ba. Right. You know, coming in on the right, whatever. The reality of it is going to be much more industrial, much less combat. Now, I mean, if no. you want, if yep. you want an industrial combat game, you've got that uh, that the DCS or whatever, where it's like, okay, I'm on A10 and I'm flying a fucking whatever, or I'm on F16 and I'm flying a combat mission. That's different. But like, different games have their strengths. This game, I think, is very viable. Now, I agree, Tweaked. I don't think this game is for you because you have a very specific parameter of what you're interested in. This game is not for you. But that doesn't mean that it's not for a lot of people. This game is yeah, definitely absolutely. for me. Fly the Rosinante oh. and explore the galaxy. Fuck yeah, sign me up, baby. Well, and I, I think wanna, too. Go ahead, go ahead, Sue. Just, just very quickly, I think Tweak's point is like my point. That people often, conf- people often, conf- when people talk about fight models, they talk about them being good or bad, and that, in- that, that, that ignores the fact that there are two axes for evaluating flight models. There's realism and there's fun. Flight yeah. model can be very realistic, but actually that's incredibly boring. I'm not. I'm, I'm not interested in. I'm, I'm not interested in being a NASA pilot. That that looks intensely boring. But um, and but it's it's fun. And Tweak's question, Tweak's point or question is is actually kind of mine in different clothes because mm-hmm. what he's saying is, is it joyful when mm-hmm. when you, when yes, you pick up the I game when you take off? Does it feel good to fly, regardless of how realistic it is? Does does, does that minute to, to minute? Me. Okay, well, that, that's it. That, that's great. That's so, everything. So to, to, give you, to give you an example, I think, Souverine, you would love this game, and I think Tweak would hate it. Uh, flipping it on its coin, flipping it on, on its head, I think, Souverine, you would hate Flight of Nova. I think, Tweak, you would love Flight of Nova. And that's, I think that's the point that I'm trying to make here is that 
There's no question. There's no like, hey, what is good and what is bad? It's subjective. It's what is good for you. And different tastes are going to lead you to different products. But yeah. me yeah, now, yeah. weirdly enough, me personally, my dick is hard all day for this game. Empyrean looks awesome. And the time that I played <laughs> it so far is fucking amazing. My dick is also super hard for Flight of Nova. Like, so three different people, me, Tweaked, and Suve. I like both these games. Suve, I think, will love Empyrean and not Flight of Nova. Tweaked, I think, will love Flight of Nova and not Empyrean. But, and none of us are wrong. It's just what you like. And I want to make sure that we highlight that for the listener because yeah. it's like, there's no wrong answer here. We're not telling you buy this, don't buy this. We're giving you information and letting you decide for yourself. Yeah, and I'm okay. trying so, to be as honest as I can be about 100 percent. No, you're doing you know, great. You're doing project, great. So. Yeah, you are. You're being very informative. Um, okay, so n- another question. I these these space Lego games. I mm-hmm. bounced off space engineers because you know the problem with these. Oh, you can do anything. It's all potential games. Is that actually getting there is not always people generally report that they want more freedom than they do in games. Um, and the with something like the... When, when people say, oh, you know, the... So, so I, I struggle with survival games because I really don't like the early game friction. I really don't like being told to go and harvest 100 kelp and then spend... and then worry about my inventory being too small. I, I hate I hate that bullshit. It's boring. Um, and um, and when people say, oh, you don't have to, you can just download blueprints, blueprints for the Rosinante or something, I have a problem with that as well because I don't want a game in which I can just easy mode my way to a cool ship. Oh, like, you can build your own. I know, I know. Well, another no, cool I, thing, I know where you're but, coming. I know, I know what you're asking for, Sue. So the other thing about that that Kai doesn't know yet because he hasn't experienced it is when we talk about you downloading a blueprint, you you still have to pay all the materials and wait. No, for it to be I, I said that. I literally oh, said did. that. Okay. I said you download the blueprint so you don't have to go through the architect trouble of whatever. And then when you get it, you just have to pay. Like you drag the materials into that little box, and it's like I need this much of this, this much of that. Yeah, yeah. You still yeah. have to have uh, all the materials. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Because one thing, one thing that Star Citizen and Elite do well is that is is progression. Like you, you engage with the game systems to earn currency or, or, mm-hmm. or resources, and then you use those to get a ship, and then you and then that ship is a is a force multiplier that makes you more effective at getting resources and currency, and then you use that to get a bigger ship, and that is that virtuous cycle that is a really, really sort of, it's it's a really satisfying game loop. That everything rests upon, and I'm, my worry with the space Lego games is that they don't have that. You just have this infinite freedom to build what you want, but you don't actually have a load of cool systems to engage with, that, which then reward you with the ability to upgrade your your ship in an obvious way. Well, um, so yeah, yeah, sorry, over to you. Well, again, so as I as I said earlier, in regards to, and actually, I think I think maybe you know, don't obviously, I'm not you know, somebody says no, no means no. I'm not about pushing people, but I think maybe. I don't I don't I don't want to just say I think Tweak would hate it. I I you know Okay. If, you know, I don't who knows? He might not, but it's up to him. I'll let him say it for himself. Okay. Um because you can all watch me play it tomorrow. But anyway, moving on, and we'll get to that. The 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 thing about again that I'm trying to get people to understand is the difference between this game and a lot of others, not so much Space Engineers, is it was built from the ground up with complete player freedom in difficulty and systems. And one of the systems, as I said, is weights and volumes. And what that means is if you want to build a ship that's a cargo hauler, you also have what's known as CPU, which is a certain amount of 
computer processing power the ship has for all the stuff that you have on board the ship. So if you want to build a cargo hauler or a mining vessel or a dedicated combat vessel, you're going to have to sacrifice. You're going to have to build a ship to be quick or heavy because with weights and volumes turned on, the amount of thrust you have in all six directions determines how quickly the ship can maneuver and turn and change, which is also very important in combat because if you're slamming the top of my ship and blowing holes in it, I can roll over and put, you know, my bottom armor blocks or whatever um, to the target and give you my bottom turrets because the turrets can all be targeted and destroyed. And the big difference between this game and Space Engineers, because I see people asking in chat, what's the difference, is Space Engineers, the second part of the title, Engineer, right? That is a game about engineering and solving problems with engineering, where this is a fuel tank and I have to have the pipeline from the fuel tank to the engine. And if that pipeline gets severed, the engine stops working. In Empyrean, I have a fuel tank and I have an engine and how the fuel gets from the tank to the engine, who cares? It's magic. And the only way to stop the engine is to blow the engine up or destroy the ship's fuel fuel stores completely, which will usually destroy it outright regardless. Hmm. So there's just, I think the best thing is I'm playing the game on my stream tomorrow. And if you're really, if you just really want to see what it's like to play it, join me tomorrow on my live stream. I'll be playing the game for several hours and you can ask questions and I can show you guys and you can come and see for yourself. Do me a favor, Rain, post right now your channel in the live stream so that people can click on it and then, you know, like look at it and, and see whatever. See, see, they can come tomorrow on the mm -hmm. live stream and check it out. And I, I need you to do me a favor and promise me that tomorrow on that live stream, you're going to show people the fucking, the black hole with the accretion disc. Cause God damn, that's, <laughs> oh, I saw that and that sold me on this game. I'm like, it's $20 and I can go see that. I'll do that. I don't give a fuck if I don't ever play this game again. $20 to once go and look at that black hole up close. Worth it. Worth it for me. Everything else is gravy. Like, this, this game sounds absolutely amazing. Like, it's, it, it really does sound fantastic. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. It's um. Go ahead. It, just very quickly, is the uh, how sophisticated is the character creator? Uh, not. That's actually 1.8. They're working on completely rebuilding it because it's garbage. So just being honest, sweet. right now we're at 1.79. So the next update is supposed to give you character creation shit. We'll see if they yeah, manage okay. to pull it off because they're doing a rebuild on the skeleton, the animations, and and the character. You can you can choose male, female. You can choose hair skin tone you can choose like your body structure and stuff like that if you want and that's really yeah. about it but the character models are bad i'm the, not gonna lie to you they're they're the worst one of the worst parts of the game the the, the right. number one thing that i want people to take away from this what we're trying to do with this show is give you options now we've showed you a lot about this game maybe it's for you maybe it's not but now you have a lot of information you can go and Google Empyrean Galactic Survival and maybe as you see some of like the gameplay, there's a guy, um, what the fuck is that guy's Spanch. name? Spanch. S-P-A-N-J. Spanch. You can go and see hundreds of hours of gameplay of him playing the base model, 
this variant, that variant, this variant, that variant, and playing through scenarios and just mm-hmm. he is the obsidian ant or, or you know, or, yeah, or oh he is, yeah. Yeah, he's the obsidian ant of this game. You can now go check it out. You can go to Lady Rain uh uh stream tomorrow, which she just posted in the in the bot in the in the in the chat for, for both the YouTube and the Twitch. And you can watch her play it. And you can ask her questions live. Say like, hey, can you go a little to the left? I want to see, what. oh, what is that nebula out there? What is that? And she can answer your questions live. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I'm not saying. Tomorrow 6 p.m. Eastern. I'll see you there. I'm not saying this okay. game is for you. But I'm saying you owe it to yourself to look into it and find out. And maybe it's for you, and maybe it's not. And if it's not, that's okay. It's not your fault. Everyone's taste is different. We're going to have a different game for you to look at next week, and the week after, and the week after, because it's our mission to give you options and let you decide for yourself. And by the way, uh, um, was there anything else um, from Tweaked, and we haven't heard from Wolf? Go ahead. Nope, I think I think I'm all good on this one. I, I'm in, I'm intrigued, and I may pick it up at some point. I I, I kind of have learned something about myself that I wasn't even aware of. But mm. I think Elite did this to me as well. The way Katie describes, she's a one game girl kind of. Yep. I think I'm very much the same way. Where I want to like totally invest and live in the world that I'm in. So I really struggle going to any other games. Bro. Ever really understandable. But, understandable. But games like this are really intriguing. When I start hearing there's like political things going on and player created stories and all that kind of stuff, it's hell yeah. It's there's things there for people. I think. Come hang out with me tomorrow, Tweet. I'll show it to you. Hell yeah. Uh, Wolf, so, what do you think? I I've been really quiet this whole time, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because. I was trying to look back on some of uh, my old uh, footage, screenshots, and whatnot. Um, I kind of forgot about Empyrean, to be honest. Um, Last time I played it was uh, basically December of 2019, and I only played it for maybe two months or so and didn't i didn't have up, the galaxy back then <laughs> didn't he didn't he have the galaxy like I'm, I'm looking at the the screenshots and some some video from the time and look comparing it to now like back then like the, I, I put 120 hours into the game in a very short period of time i thought it was very interesting but it was clunky. A lot of things hadn't really been developed. Um, I remember the CPU thing um, had just been put in. I think I don't even think we had weights and volumes, nope. which I was I was kind of like waiting for and then forgot about because um, sort sort of like tweets like without the weights and volumes turned on, it's a very arcadey experience. Which what it is, move around, you know, it worked just fine. Um, but I wanted more. Um, I'm going to have to really look into this because it is utilizing, grown pounds, Wolf. utilizing the weights and volumes with, with building an aircraft and flying it around, um, in atmosphere, I think now I could actually make a ship that, you know, you, you load it up into a turn and 
you go to pull the nose, but inertia makes you side slip and slide through the air. That it, it didn't do that before. It was very point the nose where you want to go and hand wavy and magic does its thing and it just mm. it it was a very hollow flight experience. I get the same experience when I play No Man's Sky, but <clears throat> I kinda expect that out of out of No Man's Sky with the whole design and being a lot more fun and less believable, whereas you could make Empyrean look very believable. Um even even back then. Can I especially ask you, more so now with the with the graphics updates. Holy crap, this is let me great. let me let me ask you a question, Wolf. When you played it, did you see the did you see the black hole with the accretion disc? Was that a thing back then? That, that wasn't a thing. Oh like, my had, god. Dude. You when, had planet and I think I think I could go to a local moon but like it was it it was very you're on one spot you can attack these people you can yeah, choose yeah. to not attack these people you can get resources it was all all very they... <clears throat> so... survivally and utilizing systems and you could you could make the uh the the hostile alien species like super angry and they come at you and then you'd have to so, build your ship back up before they came back again to destroy you like it was it was cool but it really wasn't in depth or wide and so since you last played they added a galaxy map and i shit you not did you did, i forget did you watch foundation when it was yes. okay remember the black holes with the accretion disc how they the ship would make a micro black hole mm -hmm. with the accretion disc it, it, I shit you not. It looks like that in this game. It looks like uh, um, Joshua it from looks, what's the one space Interstellar. Movie that Interstellar. Interstellar. Yes, it Ooh. looks like Interstellar. I shit you not. And I was like, oh, I want to go through there. Yes, yes, yes. Um, mm. Okay, I see Raxless Maxla. I honestly can't wait to build a base in Imperia now. Hell yes, absolutely. Uh, Raxilus Maxla, you you won. I'm going to buy you this game, and then you can build a base, and you can have your Minecraft fun in space. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, who might be like, what the fuck? Raxilus Maxla is Brittany, so yeah. Okay. The the building and, and whatnot, the, like, there was a lot where it was like, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing, so Steam Workshop for the win. But after I had played it for a while and started building my own ships... <clears throat> It was having done space engineers and having to worry about logistics of piping hydrogen fuel around if you had hydrogen thrusters and whatnot. It was nice to not have to deal with that. Yes. But it was also really awesome to have the freedom to make whatever the hell I wanted in that type of game. So, so it's so to it be... scratches a lot of itches, but it also leaves several of them unscratched. That being said, sure. it's a small dev team that has spent a long time making it what it is now and just looking over the period of two years of no eyeballs on it whatsoever. Holy crap have they done a lot with the game. So just yeah, to be clear, to. the way the building in this works as 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 Rain uh, alluded to earlier, there is no attach this to that. It's literally no. just put the put thrusters on your ship, have a fuel tank, 
And then everything on your ship is magically magically connected. You don't fucking deal with the circuitry and pipes. So you have to build the thruster or you won't have it. And you have to have a fuel tank or the thruster won't go. But if you have the thruster and you have the fuel tank, it's just assumed that they attach. You don't deal with that part. So it's, yeah. Oh, and right now, the video footage right now, just to, to show everybody, the galaxy that we have default is twenty only, only 20,000 star systems. Mm. I'm sorry it's not as big as Elite or No Man's Sky. I do apologize. Do do this. I think that's the perfect number. I think yeah. that I think twenty thousand is the absolute perfect number because No Man's Sky's No Man's Sky's size makes it meaningless, mm. and Elite size means that. Well, I mean, Elite Elite size is basically meaningless as well. I think twenty thousand is absolutely perfect. So, so scenario uh, creators can make the galaxy bigger or smaller too. So I w I would state this: if your galaxy is twenty thousand or thirty thousand systems. Or if your galaxy is 420 billion systems, or in this case of No Man's Sky, trillions of systems. Unless you visited all of the 20 or 30,000, um, there's no difference. Yeah. Until you've, once you've hit all 20,000 or 30,000, I forget which it is, but once you've hit all of them, okay, then you can maybe say there's a difference. If you visit and map out all of the stuff on all of the planets of over 20 or 30,000 systems, and you're afraid that you didn't get your money's worth out of $20? I don't know what to tell you. E e email <laughs> me. I'll send you some fucking money on Venmo. Jesus Christ. I mean, we'll say, we'll say this. When it comes to when we finally got the Galaxy update, too, and you saw in the 1.7 update video, they've been doing a lot of work. I have visited frozen worlds like Hoth. I have visited lava moons. I've visited alien worlds with alien life, Earth likes, Mars likes, barren, empty, rocky moons like our moon. Like, it's, it's, it really, you're not going to notice. You're really not going to notice the difference. And I think that's the thing that always got me. Like, look at it now, you know, when, on all the different types of stars, all the different, and the fact that they're, um, when you're in space, the skybox is just like elite. The stars that you see are real. You can go to all oh, of them. Awesome. Oh, that's really cool. That makes right. If you so look at the B-roll footage right now, those are the real stars where they're located and the real nebula displayed accurately on the skybox. When you're in space, when you're on the surface of the planet, it's at night, it's still a skybox. Oh, and Sorry, Suverine? you know, but whatever, right? Oh, and Suverain? <laughs> They use mm. their proc gen to actually put shit on all of those planets. Yeah, about, I forgot yeah, to mention. Yeah, that's support. Yep. That's really Does good. It, you don't need Hotas support for this. I don't. But can think... you use a Hotas for it? I don't I know. Dis I distinctly remember being able to use a Hotas um, okay. when I played a couple years ago. Okay, well then you can still use it now. So as Rain already said, she's a mouse and keyboard player. That's not any better or any worse than HOTAS or controller. It's a personal preference. But since we have the wolf here who, who played it on HOTAS, that's great. Good to know. All right. Let's wrap this up because we got shit to get to. And, man, it's running late. So, uh, yeah, that's Empyrean. Go check it out. It's fucking $20 on Steam. If you can't afford $20 or if this doesn't interest you, and we got you next week with something else. So, yeah. Let's hop real quick into Nomansky, the Outlaws update. As we said, we're going to cover it more tomorrow 
or sorry, more next week because we're playing the hell out of it this weekend. But I got to call out a couple of things. Number one, <clears throat> they did a, a little update this week that fixed some of the bugs with the fixed a lot of the bugs with the uh, expedition and also with the game in general. There were a couple of loops where you could just break the system and make unlimited money. That's gone. Okay, good. It should be. There was a thing where <clears throat> you could use like. There was a weird, stupid bug where it's like, oh, I'm selling it, but I have it in my fleet carrier, and I sell it from my fleet carrier, which in this game they call a freighter, and then it gives me the money but doesn't remove the product, so I sell it again and sell it again and sell it again and sell it again, and, like, I mean, whatever. Money is easy in this game. Why? There's no point. But um, I want to call out that they made the freighters way better in this game now honestly to me now sure have a fighter sure have a solar ship but my main ship for doing day-to-day -day stuff is going to be a freighter because they gave it massive amounts of extra cargo space i am so very 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 happy i love it um and they've done some other cool stuff here and there. Like, mostly it's bug fixes or whatever, but that freighter thing was huge for me. Uh, again, as I said, Sue, Wolf, I, uh, Brittany, if she wants to, obviously Rain and, and, and Tweaked are invited. I don't know to what extent they're, they're, they're you know, going or not, but, like, yeah, it's, it's uh, we're going to be doing that. We're going to be talking about a lot about it next week. Real quick, opening it up. Anybody got anything they want to add yet on Nomansky? I know next week probably will be yes, but anything this week? I am loving it. Oh my god, I'm loving it so much. Hell yeah. If, 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 I, I check out for six months and I come back and then it's more and more close to um to the experience I want. I do have some I do have some issues with the Bring way it. No Man's Sky Tree. Sorry, I Okay, all right, yeah. So basically my the reason the main reason I bounce off No Man's Sky over and over again is that the is the hello games they are more that they seem wedded to this idea that no man's sky is a big fun sandbox and um and like a theme park um i know that people use those terms technically for mmos and i don't I, i'm not i don't mean them in that sense um rather than a cohesive internally consistent universe and the world building is nearly is I, I, the world the lack of world building and the way it's the way the world building happens and the player's position in the world irks me like in an elite dangerous you're a member of the pilots federation you have a clearly defined role in the universe and there are and, and there are clear ramifications of that and how you interact with factions and stuff and uh in you know and and and, and rain was talking about um empyrean having lots of different factions that that you could ally with one or the other and um and they you know had their different territories and stuff in No Man's Sky, there are three bases that are just different skins, basically, and they they all have the same architecture. They their their systems are indistinguishable from each other. None of them seem to have a capital system that you can visit. None of them seem to have discernible kind of culture. They they behave identically. They they, they have differences in flavor text, basically, but nothing else. And the the player is by is structurally by design always an outsider in No Man's Sky. The player is always this traveler figure who has no stake in the world and is completely outside of everything and is just is just supposed to build bases and scan scan animals and it annoys me because if i if i play as a geck i want that to have meaning in the world if i have if i if i choose my avatar to be a geck i want 
that to mean that my relationship with the Viking is affected, that I have specific building options, that I automatically know the Gek language. It annoys me that Hello Games treat it like a big arcade game. I don't I don't want to have the hmm. avatar choice just be a cosmetic thing. I actually want the game to make me commit to things and exist within its internally consistent universe rather than structurally just making me a tourist. So um, I don't know if that makes any any sense to anybody. It makes um, total sense. But it's one of yeah, it makes total sense. Couldn't I, agree more. I have to ask you a question though, and I want to do this very delicately because, and just anyone on the panel, mind what you're about to say. Have you finished the game? Because if you finish the original story, it does kind of give some weight to why you're an outsider. And I, I have finished. Sorry, I just okay. That doesn't. In, I'm not trying in any way to invalidate, sort of your general point. I get it, and I actually agree with it. But to the specifics of how you're an outsider, that is part of the initial whatever. Yeah, I, I have completed. I completed all the main okay. story quests a long okay. time ago, and they, they were so shockingly bad and so appallingly told that I barely remember them. Okay. But I do know. But I do know the. The, sorry, I'm just a load of water just went down the wrong way. <laughs> I do know the in. I do know what you're talking about. Okay, I know the okay. in, the in universe reason for stuff. Okay, but I still. I, basically, I would like Hello Games to treat No Man's Sky a bit more like an RPG. Ooh. I'd like it when I'd like yes. the start. Yes. I'd like them to. I'd like them the start of the game to be like create your character, choose your race. Mm. Um, and I'd like choosing your race to be an impactful decision. I'd like it to affect your starting position. I'd like it to affect the the technologies you you have access to and your diplomatic relations with the other factions. And they cool. they steadfastly over the years they have refused to do that. Their mm. their philosophy is that it's got to be a big theme park in which you can just do whatever you want with no with no um, you know you're always kind of on the outside, I guess. Um, so it's it's the main reason that. It's the main reason that Hello Game, that sorry, um, No Man's Sky has never become my main game, even though really it sh it could do because it's got a load of other features that I'm looking for. Oh, um, I get and, it. And I think that's exactly and, what makes No Man's Sky kind of like the enjoyable experience that you forget about pretty quickly, is because hmm. there's no progression yeah. like that. Hmm. Yeah, exactly that. You, you know, the player the player never has stake in the world. Um, and but the, the the last couple of um of of updates have kind of nudged a little bit towards mm -hmm. that like mm -hmm. the frontiers whichever update it was that added settlements kind of nudged in that direction mm -hmm. um and the uh this one outlaws kind of nudges in that direction as well because you you can actually you can actually choose to be you know it it, it adds more um it adds more infrastructure and kind of avenues for you to play as a pirate and um uh, and within universe consequences for doing so. I did a piracy mission the other day, and it negatively affected my relationship with uh, the race who I was pirating. Mm. So I think I, I would just like to see it go more in that direction and and change character creation and the early game experience. And uh, I, I guess just make it so that you're part of the universe with more of a stake. Okay, um, would be that, that, that's what I would look for in the future with that game. I get it. And I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not in any way trying to discount your, your feedback because it absolutely is valid. I just was curious about that one. We both know what we're talking about here, that one hook. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you're right. Can I, I want to raise one other thing because we haven't really talked about it. This 
update and expedition is literally coming am i crazy it feels like it's been like a month since the sentinel update like it, it did time did i just lose track of time and it's actually been several months because it seemed like this update came early somehow am i wrong it feels like that it felt like i'm just i'm, I'm just googling sentinel when now. did sentinels um, come out was it march end of february early march it feels like it's this was too early for this one um hmm. tell you in just a second 16th of february so 16th of february and then that was sentinels it's supposed to be a like on average three or four times a year you get an update so it's supposed to be like three months four months difference and 16th of february to beginning of april like holy shit that's a little it's two months difference that's that's early for i don't know i just nomansky it's look you like it you don't like it that's a personal preference choice but goddamn they're killing it they're dropping shit at such a rate that is just oof yeah agreed oof yeah totally agree okay and these these updates are awesome as well they're really really good the Sentinel one was really good. Doctor Kai and I fought a load of Sentinels <laughs> yesterday, you... and fuck, like I was just I was so amazed by the variety and the behavior of them. It's have great. You, have you finished the Sentinel update? Did you finish making your little no. robot companion? Oh my god! I can't wait to see your. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, we'll we'll table that for now. All right. Uh, anybody have anything else on Nomansky before we hop into Star Citizen? All right, Star Citizen. It's been a week. Why don't you take us through it, Rain? Oh, shit. Yeah, that's still me. Um, well, so uh, before we started the show, a few hours before we started the show, Update Whiskey came out. And that was, uh, was that about 4.30 uh, Eastern times, so about three, four hours ago. Um, and they're still working. There's still a couple showstoppers, I think. But I, I don't know. Maybe we get... I mean, if they haven't put it out to public, it's almost 10 o'clock at night. We're not getting it this weekend. Um, but the one thing I keep trying over the last few weeks to get people to remember is there's a lot of back-end stuff coming online. Quanta is online and affecting multiple things. Loot is going to affect player economy, dynamic PvP situations, because they have cut the amount of armor and items in half and put them in the loot pool, including all the subscriber items. So people that have been complaining that Star Citizen doesn't have dynamic PvP content, well, guess what? If you want a grenade launcher and someone tells you it spawns at Security Post Korea, where are you going to go to get it? And do you think you're going to be the only person that goes there to get it? I don't know. Sometimes I, w I wish people would turn the blinders off and look a little bit more fireward in the future. Uh, lots of bug fixes. Over eight new vehicles have been added, bringing our total to 109 purchasable in-game vehicles in the game for... 270 million credits and overall like i don't want to understate it i know we're getting a little bit late but this is a massive i'm, I'm sorry for the content creators that you're not going to have big shiny to show off but in terms of actual tech coming online we are almost done with gen 12 mm. right we're almost done with gen 12 so 
Gen lots of Gen 12 came online, Quanta came online, <coughs> Loot Systems came online, Integraph Database came online, Streaming Updates for Desync came online. There's a lot of background tech coming online, and also a confirmation from Sylvan, literally him saying, VR will come if I have to do it in my spare time by myself. Awesome. Oh, oh that's yeah. so good. So, uh, I saw that as well. That's so I'm cool. Like, Dude, so, much respect to you, brother man. Holy crap. So, like, that's dedication to us, right? So, so yeah. the stuff in 317, as much as, and there is some good forward facing stuff with new ships and, you know, the loot system and all of that. But honestly, for my money, you know, 314 was the patch that made actual, uh, you know, multi-crew yeah. worthwhile. Agreed. 315 was the patch that brought in the beginning of survival gameplay. 316 continued that. 317, if I had to sum it up in, like, you know, give it a tagline. It's the under the hood patch. 317 Gen 12 is massive. It's going to make the gameplay so much better for everyone. And it's going to, just as importantly, if not more importantly, make the game available to more people that have never been able to play the game before. Which, at a time when they're breaking all fundraising records, they're literally at a point where they're on track for a hundred million dollar a year, that is a whole other thing that has to be acknowledged. Number two, the uh, the stuff with regard to uh, you know entity graph and and starting the process <clears throat> of bringing the uh, what do you call it online uh, 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 quanta. quanta online that's massive. Now, let's have some real talk for a moment. The next thing that is massively, massively important is the start of server streaming. Let's meshing. take a... Server streaming. That's specifically a thing. It's part of server meshing, but it's server streaming that is uh, the thing that they're starting to do now. The, here's, here's why that's important. Like, that is necessary... To get us the whole point of that of of uh, like the definition of server streaming is to be able to move people back and forth between this server to that server. Like the meshing is a part of like when you uh, uh, and again I have limited understanding of this, but I think the meshing is <clears throat> uh, static and dynamic, and they're different things for different reasons. But it's like moving people here and there, whatever. This is just getting people moving from a server to another server without like i don't know just being able to move them from spot oh let me move uh, i'm sorry hold on a second i got some distracted let me throw up b-roll so people aren't just looking at a fucking blank screen as i talk um <clears throat> you mean to give a quick overview of it so so the whole point of this is that it, it it's necessary as part of like the process of bringing about having the the servers move people seamlessly from spot to spot it's necessary for you know us to get pyro it's necessary for us to proceed with the game this is huge but real talk for a second 
This is not a released game. This is an alpha. And the reason why I'm saying this to preface my statement is this. I honestly suspect that the next one to two patches of this game are going to be in the PU are going to be a little rougher that like this game is going to get less stable it's going to get less sort of good in some ways because they need to get this process up this is a growth spurt this is a growing pain and it, there's going to be some pain to it and I want to say that because I think what you're going to see, we've already seen 317 is a little late in getting there. And when it hits, I think there's going to be some stability issues. There's going to be some things like the first day of PTU of 317, literally just none of the elevators anywhere worked. People just fell through every elevator to their death. We're going to see some stuff where like, oh shit, this wall didn't load in, or for some reason the front end of my ship didn't load in, or the back end of my ship didn't load in, or my helmet, whatever, or oh, I fell through the ground, or whatever. We're going to see some rough spots, and I just want, I feel like it's better rather than ignore it and then have it hit and then have everyone go, Star Citizen is dead, see, it's fucked, the game broke, they can't, whatever. I think it's better to set expectations up front to say, they are doing a very big thing, a very important thing, a very good thing, but it's going to have some growing pains. It's going to have some shit moments, and that's what alpha testing is about. We are the ones that are in early. We get the gift of being able to see the shit first. We get the gift of being able to give feedback and help shape the product. But we have the responsibility of putting up with some of this shit that we're going to get here for a little bit as they transition to this amazing thing. And a couple of months from now, a couple patches from now, one, maybe two patches from now, and maybe I'm an idiot and I'm doomsaying ahead of time, in which case you can laugh at me for being the idiot. But if it comes to pass that I'm right, and as they start this whole server steering process, there are some growing pains, don't fucking start with the end is nigh. Be a grown-up and do one of two things. Either A, accept it and, and, and roll with it, or B, if you need to take two months or three months off of Star Citizen, Go play No Man's Sky. Go play Empyrean. Go play this one or that one. But just know that this 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 little bit of pain that's coming up here, I suspect, is a good thing. This is not a sign that they fucked up the game. Nope. This is a sign that they're stretching and they're trying to get to that next step. And that next step is going to involve a little bit of work and a little bit of pain and a little bit of sacrifice from us to get it there now maybe i'm just dead wrong in this supposition but i'd love to hear from the rest of you guys what do you think about it yeah i think anytime you have an update that touches like the core of all of the systems in the game you can expect some uns some unstable bugs and all that kind of stuff when it comes out much in the same way i think and 
FDev, every time they do an update, it screws up a lot of different things because one thing has to touch the others. And that's... CIG is like... Gen 12, it, this is all like... I don't know how to put it. Like like your neural... Your, your inside of your body, you know what I mean? It's the structure for where the future of this game is going. People are saying they're getting 20 to 30 more FPS in most places uh, in the next pack. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, no. It's basically a quarter or more better. And CIG already came out and said, hey, guys, actually, in some way, this patch isn't completely done. In some ways, this makes things worse because of some of the shit that's coming in on the next, like, next month or mm-hmm. two. So when you say it's 25% better, you have to keep in mind that they're already telling us up front that's that that that's actually throttled back a little bit. It's going to be much better even soon. Go ahead, Ray. I want to yeah, like- put some sorry. Go ahead, Ray. Go. Okay, I want to put some things in, into 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 perspective here. So sure, sure. there are three major components to server meshing. The first was the Entity Graph database, the EGD, which was responsible for full, entire persistence. And this was made possible by a system called Starhash Bind Culling. Every item in the game has a unique Starhash ID. If you're worried about us running out, that's nine quintillion objects in the universe before you have to worry about it. So, get over it. Number two, that came online in 3.17. The Entity Graph database is online right now in the PTU. Number two was the replication layer, which has a lot of other systems. Atlas, the hybrid service, replication layer, entity authority system, inventory unstow, entity stow and destroy, shard manager, the replication layer population system, etc, etc, etc. That's on schedule for next patch. And the last thing is the DGS mesh node, the dynamic game server mesh node, which is responsible for running the simulation on server nodes and sending and controlling that information into the replication layer to the clients up into the entity graph database within the concept of the shard. That's on schedule for 3.19. CIG told us today that by 3.19, 3.20 at the end of the year, Direct the 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 Gen 12 is done, and Vulcan will more than likely be done. I don't think people get what I'm saying. You have no idea how close we are. It is right here. We've been waiting for this for almost a decade. So I just want to put it into perspective. So with regard to my comment, and again, this is not CIG hasn't officially said this. This is me. I may be an idiot, but my speculation that there's a little bit of growing pains to come as they oh, work yeah. on the server streaming and that we should prepare ourselves for that. We should be adults and realistically set our expectations and we should know that as it becomes a little more painful, push through it because two patches later, we get the benefits of that growth and the pain will be gone. What do you what do you think onto that point specifically, Rain? Um, I think I think you're you're right. I think there's there's going to be some growing pains. There are growing pains right now because they keep telling everybody they've put in some new backend streaming netcode tech, right? Well, 
it didn't just magically manifest over the last few weeks, just to let you know, right? And there are challenges because, you know, there's still, you know, I don't want people to, to think that there's not, there's still things like the replicant layer, the scribe system, the hybrid manager, load balancing, um, multi, you know, server node, multi-threading scale-up systems. There's a lot of stuff still to come. There's like a good two, three dozen more systems that are all on the roadmap that I've all started work or finished work, but Kai, I I agree with you. I want people to realize that we are there. It's right around the corner, and that means these systems we have been waiting on for years are coming online each patch this year to those that said this wasn't Star Citizen's year. Yeah. Entity Graph came online. Quantum came online. And next patch is the cargo refactor. Do you know what the cargo refactor needs to go online? The replication layer, which is on schedule to come online. And like, so like, just, ah, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna be a bumpy ride, but that's for a reason, because all this tech is finally coming to a close, and we're going to see things we have not seen. And I genuinely believe in... I will eat whatever you want me to eat at the end of the year if I'm dead wrong. I truly believe we are seeing Pyro at CitizenCon. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I get, I bet money it'll be quarter one of next year at the latest. So, to be clear, 2021 saw mostly the death of 30Ks. I actually think we're going to see them make a reappearance as they work on the server stuff, but... It, yeah. it 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 was a thing that they sort of got around. Um, 2022 is seeing. Uh, okay, hold on one second. We got it. We got a surprise uh, live radio uh, reunion here. We've got uh, Edelweiss is going to be joining us. Hold on, let me just message him real quick and get him in here. Uh, pop in any channel. I will grab you. Damn, we going a long show tonight, Kai? Yeah, whatever. Shit is what okay. it is. Uh, so yeah, Aid's gonna pop in here. We'll have a little live radio reunion for Suv and Aid, who haven't seen each other in a little bit. Uh, okay, hold on. Pop, 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 kinky bitch. All right, that's that's definitely Edelweiss. Uh, so yeah. We saw the end of 30Ks. They're going to make a brief reappearance as they work on this server shit. But we, the fact that it was a, a daily or an hourly occurrence and now is gone is a thing. We're seeing the beginning of... We already saw the beginning of Entity Graph. We're seeing the beginning of server uh, streaming was the thing they said. Uh, we are seeing uh, Quanta start. We are seeing... like. All of these things, and 100%, I could not agree with you more, everybody that said that this isn't the year for Star Citizen could suck it because they are getting it. They're getting at it hard. And then this other thing that you just said about the guys like, hey, man, if I have to, I'll do it on my own. We're getting VR back in here because VR was a part of Star Citizen early, and then it got pulled back. The yep. fact that it's coming, I, I, I'm super, super size. Ben Moss Woodward. Ben, I'm going to give you a moment. Go ahead and give Suv a big hug, and you guys can make out a little bit over in the corner. What's up, you sexy bitch? 
Holy shit. Hey. Good. What the fuck was that, Ben? Were you motorboating him? You still haven't flown with them rednecks over there, Sue? Or are you back in the UK? Uh, I'm actually not in, I'm not in Florida anymore. I'm actually in Cambodia now. What the, what the fuck are you doing in Cambodia? Jesus. Are you, doing, are, <laughs> just... you, are you being, have you become a drug lord or something? <laughs> no, I'm just traveling. I, I, Southeast Asia is one of the, one of the main, big places I've not explored a lot, and oh, um, so awesome. I figured I'd come out here for a few months. So we, why not? So now, uh, elite or sorry, fucking Black Sky Legion brings you as many members of Lave Radio as Lave Radio. There you go. Uh, I, I definitely want your input. The thing that you shared, I want. We're, we're about to get next to the elite section, and I want you. I want you to well, make that. Hold input. on, can we, I I I overheard talk about the VR stuff on Star Citizen. On Star it's coming. And, oh yeah, I know. I've seen about that earlier. That the the dev saying he's going to be. Yeah, he'll work on it even if it's at his own time. Hell yeah. Yeah, respect for that, right? Like, holy oh, yeah. crap. Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So, Rain, let's uh, take us through the end of uh, Star Citizen, and then people can chop, chime in with anything, and then we'll move on to Elite. Okay, cool. Um, Wolf, what do you got us? What do you think? Wolf? It... Oh, there he is. Okay. It's always an interesting thing. Uh, for me, when it when it comes to looking at the comings and goings of that which is Star Citizen, there's there's times where it's like, okay, it doesn't seem like anything's changed. There's other times it's like, wow, this is a really big thing. It it very much seems to me like there's a lot of moving pieces that in and of themselves that have been independently developed are now starting to come together and mesh for the first time. Yep. To make a pun where I didn't try to. Um, I see what you did there. I, yeah. So, like, there's been a long time people have been saying, yeah, it's, it's going to take, it's in dev hell, it's never going to be done, yeah, they got this, and then they broke that, it's like, okay, whatever, it's like, your big picture, 20,000 foot view, look down, see what it is. <laughs> I'm seeing more pieces coming together after being built and working together yeah. And that in and of itself is going to take its own, okay, now that they're put together, there's some shit that's broke that we need to fix, and then you move on. Um, yep. I don't know how far away Star Citizen actually is. I don't, I don't think anybody does other than, you know, internal to the dev team. Even they don't. But yeah. it's becoming more and more apparent to even a casual observer that there is far more being done that is going right and it is pushing towards completion in the past, I want to say, year and a half mm. than you could say as that outsider in times previous. 100%. That's the, that's the thing. When you're making FIFA 2022, which is just a fucking reskin of FIFA 2021, you can very clearly say how long it's going to take. When you're making, inventing new technology and changing the world of games forever, yep, making history. A lot history. of that shit is just like, fuck, I don't know. We'll try. We'll see. Whatever. And that's where they've always been, and that's where they've always taken criticism, fairly or unfairly. That's I, I'm not making judgments on all that stuff, but I will say this: 2022 to me seems like a pretty fucking good year for Star Citizen. All right. Uh, 
Go ahead. To answer uh, Idlewise's question, um, I think that's a question for everybody, by the way. Wolf, when do you think Squadron 42 is coming out? Yeah, now, now you're starting to ask me to combine a crystal ball with shaking a magic aid ball. It, All right. We're asking everybody, so it's got to be one sentence or less. When's Squadron 42 mm -hmm. coming out? Wolf. I, d I don't know. Okay, Ben. I think we'll get. I actually think we're going to get Squadron Forty Two Chapter One by next summer, twenty twenty three. My answer is either Christmas this year to summer next year. I'm in that window. It wouldn't shock me either one. And again, I agree with Ben. Uh, sort of the starting chapters, and then it's going to continue on. There's going to be multiple parts. They've already said it. Rain. Same thing. And remember. There's 27 acts in chapter one. So, yeah. Souv. 2025. Wow. 2025. Tweet. Ouch. Christmas 2023 would be my guess. All right. Cool. 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 All right. Uh, Tweet. Uh, this is the Star Citizen segment. You got something you want to throw in here before we move on? No, I think we're pretty good. I mean, 317 is shaping up to be the biggest change I've personally seen come to the game and there's been a whole lot of changes since i've come to the game so it's going to be a lot of fun to play once it gets in the pu and especially once they get it working and i'm looking forward to that a lot of things the clouds the river there's there's a lot of shiny things to look at besides just the uh under the hood stuff that is going to change the future of the game so wow i saw somebody put kit put 48 peeps in chat only 14 likes Oh, maybe they don't like the show. I tell you what, though. If we can get that fucking, I don't know, yeah, double that, whatever. Get it high. And I'm going to finish this bottle of 6 and 20 Roja. Let's do it. Uh, all right. Let's move on to... God, here it goes. Elite Dangerous. Uh, yeah. So, <clears throat> Obsidian Ant put out a... Uh, Video that we, we, we briefly touched on where he was like, Elite is Elite Dangerous dead? And then he was like, What the hell is going on with Elite's uh um you know communication and whatever? Like what is going on with this game? Is the game done? Are you gonna continue it? What's what's happening? Uh Elite is like Ant is Jesus, he he is a fucking sweetie and he's a total gentleman and he is so always soft spoken that when he is hitting things that hard that would be like me screaming so much I pass out like for he's so understated that that is I cannot stress how strong of a statement that is um interestingly I noticed that Lave Radio didn't do a show this week uh, ben, I noticed that <clears throat> the day after you guys were supposed to do your regular show, you guys did a uh, Lave Radio music night. I can tell you exactly why we didn't do a show this week. What happened? Because I was on holiday. Ah. I took a break, and I was like, hey guys, I've written some show notes for you, and you know, then I come back from holiday, and I was like, where the fuck's the show? Okay. And I saw the rest of them were like, yeah, it's Easter, we're taking a break too, fuck it. Alright, fair enough. So that was just a coincidence that that happened. That, uh, that, and then that. Norman was basically 
Uh, Norman was doing some <clears throat> testing because he, he installed Windows 11 on his machine. Okay. And it broke everything, and then it didn't break other things. So let's um, go around. So like, let's go around the yeah, table. So that's, that, that's what happened with Flavor India this week. Fair. Let's go around the table. What did you guys think about the Obsidian Ant video? We'll start with you, Ben, because we were going already. It's Ant is saying exactly the same shit I've been saying for several months as well. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, I love Ant. He's a, he's a lovely guy. Um, but if you ain't got nothing to talk about, you ain't got nothing to talk about. Fair enough. Wolf. So, I kind of thought it was really surprising, because Ant has always been the one that, like, not so much to the the burr level of optimism, but it was really different hearing that much just... I've collected all the cards. I'm now putting them on the table, and I'm telling you exactly what the cards are for your own entertainment and viewing pleasure. Like, it was put forth in a way that was fantastically professional to the point. It wasn't trying to be negative for the sake of being negative, but it was just, oh, wow. Now Ant is saying it. Jeez. Okay. Uh, Rain? I'm kind of the same there. I don't appreciate some of the the way he's approached Star Citizen, um, but you know I, I don't believe he's ever been intentionally malicious or dishonest. And to see him of all people come out like this and be like, "This is not good," and and be the most critical I've ever seen him be. Uh, I mean, I don't want to talk for him. I wish we maybe we could just ask him, but um, this is... I miss... I will say it this way. I miss loving Elite, right? Everybody tells me yeah. that I'm yeah. this big evil bitch that hates Elite, and they, they don't want to see the hundreds of hours that I put into it when my computer could only run Elite and couldn't run Star Citizen, and I didn't have Space Engineers or Empyrean. I had Elite to love. I had a space game to love. I miss loving the game and it feels yeah. to me like that's where obsidian ant is too and even like tweaked or whatever here i'm sure he'll agree i'm hearing him say yep 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 i miss loving the game and it's i me think saying, yep. yeah. oh that's sorry sue saying it sorry um i'm sure tweak will back that up though uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah i miss loving elite oh, yeah. and i think that's where obsidian ants at too i think he maybe he misses loving the game i want to say know, I, I want to say, because I saw in the chat someone make the same comment you did, uh, Rain, where he said, eh, I, I, I want to like Ant, but he seems very negative on Star Citizen and whatever. I do want to say this. He has openly changed his stance on Star Citizen to the point that he streamed it for three hours last Saturday. He's starting more and more to play that. So, yeah, I... I, I I'm thinking I'm 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 thinking that it's a good thing. I want to call out some people that we see in the chat. Obviously, huge shout out to Pops in Space and Fist in Face, the brothers from New Soul, father and son who made our uh uh opening uh music and a huge shout out and much love to Katie, Kate and Will. I don't I, I assume that's Katie that's there, but you know, we love you Kate, we love you Will. Uh, Will's an app. <clears throat> uh, uh, 
Kate, feel free to hop in the chat and join us for the – it's the wrap-up of the show. We're almost done, but feel free to join us for the last little bit. We're having a reunion show. All friends are invited so long as you got some booze. So hop on in, baby. Let's go. Um, yeah, man. Uh, so just that's – Ant is being more critical than I've ever seen him be of Elite and being more open and willing and whatever – uh, than I've ever seen him on Star Citizen. And I think that says a lot. While we're talking about the Elite stuff, <clears throat> I got to point out a couple of things. Number one, they did not have a CG this week. And the reason why they did not have a CG this week is because they said on a thread, they were like, uh, whoops, we can't do a CG because we just saw that there's a problem with... um." The what do you call it? The the uh, collector. No, no, no. The there was a problem. That's a different thing. That was so they yes they can't do the heatsink things that they had promised because it has a problem. This is different. The CG they can't do because the research limpets are having an error. And we posted in the chat in the elite chat on the Discord. Somebody saw that post and said, "Oh, you mean this error?" And then linked to another thread on the forums where five years ago they reported that problem with the research limpets for the first time the problem has not been fixed in five years and nobody noticed and then they went to do a uh cg this week that would have required those limpets to be used and only then did they recognize oh yeah for five years, this has been broken, and we haven't done anything with it. Kai, Kai, forgive me. As a former QA lead, I'm sorry, but how? Yeah. How? Yeah. I don't know, I'm, man. Anyway, there I'm, are so many bugs in Elite that have been going on for five plus years that they have ignored that this could happen in so many parts of the game. So, yeah. so that's a thing. In addition to that, they had obviously issued an answer to their tiling thing, and the answer was, hey, we can't fix it because that would just be sort of hard, too hard, to which, and I get it, man. I get it that that's a whole, a whole thing, but the problem here isn't so much the tiling issue. The problem is that they say we didn't fix it because it would take too much effort away from other things. If you remember, in December, Arf said, can't wait, we're going to give you all kinds of news in January. That never materialized. In February, a month late, he said, our whole team is super excited to tell you stuff. Uh, uh, it's coming soon. And nothing was ever said and the only thing that has been said it's now the end of april the only thing that's been said since then is number one we're not doing fuck all for consoles fuck off and two we're not going to fix tiling because that would be too hard that would take away from other things they're what, not doing vr either what other, well, that was already before but what other things what you haven't told us what you are doing all you're telling us is what you're not doing Ben, we're we're not using the dot system, so Ben had put in there. Ben, hop in first, and then Sue, go for it. Yeah, 
you know, the problem isn't the fact that you know we're not doing tiling because you know be because it's time versus resources versus everything like that. The problem is they're telling us this in end of end issue, middle of April. Mm. They should have been telling us this last June, maybe July. Mm. Hundred percent. This is six months old at least, if not. You should have told us this so much earlier. But I mean, is is this new? I mean, Frontier's been gaslighting their community since fucking beyond in 2018. Is this and news that, to anyone? This, this is the... This is the most infuriating thing with dealing with Frontier right now. You know, it's not just that, but it's like... Are we going to be coming into Frontier's communications... More in a bit, <clears throat> or shall I raise that thread? Well, let's and let let's ask discussions and things. Yeah, let's let Suv, oh! let's let Suv hop in with his thing, and then I want you to hop in on that because you messaged me that, and I thought that was super interesting as well. Go ahead, Suv, and then back to Ben. Okay, just very quickly. Um, I have not watched Obsidian Ant's video, and mm. I'll tell you why. Because I have fucking self-respect, and I don't follow elite development anymore. If you give a shit about your time don't play elite dangerous if you Yikes. give a shit about enjoying about about what you spend thousands of your leisure hours doing don't follow elite development don't fucking do it why do you why do you keep doing this i haven't watched the video because i don't fucking care i have more self-respect for that i play i now play games that respect me and do what they say they're going to do and don't ask for hundreds of pounds and thousands of hours for, for features that they are, are never going to put in like, just, just don't do it. Just play something else. Like, all these games that we've talked about tonight, they're great. They're run by development teams that give a shit, that tell you what they're going to do or, and when they're going to do it, and if they have a problem, tell you why. Don't play Elite. Just stop it. Stop watching these videos. Just just leave it. If you were in a relationship and somebody treated you like this, you wouldn't fucking put up with it. Don't just, just, just drop it. Just everybody, just walk away. You'll be happier. Trust me. It, like, it's not worth it. Bro, everybody told me that the police... The British people were super polite. The two lave radio guys are spitting fire, and the Americans are holding back. God damn! Wow. I just don't. I just. I don't get it. Like I've been. I've been away from. I've been away from the community from all this stuff for five months, and I come back, and we're all saying the same stuff. Everybody, obsidian. You know, we're all. You know, content creators are putting out videos saying, "Oh, it's. It's not been like this. Is the worst it's ever been." Well, we've been saying that for five years, and everybody's been like, "Oh, you know, they've really dropped the ball here." Like, I. I. I just don't. It's. You, you, I, I leave for five months mm. and I come back and the wall and, and nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Like the wallpaper is the same. I, mm. I don't get it. Like this is the definition of insanity. If you have self-respect, go do something else. Like this isn't, this is, it's been like this for years. They're never going to fix it. They don't care. They don't care about you. They don't give a fuck about you. Walk away. So it sounds like Suva saying, gaslight me for a week. Shame on you. Gaslight me for six years solid. Well, all right. I mean, I, I ran, I ran, I, I spent hundreds, I spent loads of my leisure time doing things like Sagittarius Eye and traveling across, hundreds of hours traveling across the galaxy, logging exciting planets because I thought one day I'd be able to land on them and run around and chase big dinosaurs around like David Braben said. It was all fucking bullshit. I wasted my time. They wasted my time. Just don't be like me. Fucking... Like treat well, yourself you know, better. Walk away. We, we gotta have uh, gamer gamer credentials here, Sue. You uh, you you sound like somebody who just is a, a hater and 
didn't spend uh, how many hours did you spend in Elite, by the way? <laughs> like over, well over two thousand. You're talking okay, about yeah. again. You're talking about the former uh, uh, lead Sagittarius, uh, Sagittarius I, I lead editor. That tells uh, you where we are. One of the founders. <laughs> one of the fucking founders of Colonia. Like he was on the fucking council or whatever. Yee. Uh, ben, like, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying that they're bad people. I'm, I'm sure David Braben is absolutely lovely. Like, I'm sure all sure. the devs are very talented and very sure. lovely, and all the rest of it. Like, I, I, I and if if you want to if you want to be an apologist because you think they're your mates, go for it. But they do not treat players well. They have lied consistently. They've completely mismanaged expectations, and they've wasted. And, and if you wanted anything other than first encounters with pretty graphics. They've wasted your time. Those are they the don't facts. Treat their own employees right. well either. So. And, and now okay. I'm going to give a counterpoint where I'm going to point out all of the factual errors that Souverine made. Ben, you had a point. Yeah, no, it's just there was a Fred on last week's Discovery Scanner. People, people were asking. In last week's Discovery Scanner, where's this week's Discovery Scanner? And Zach went off and said, you know, we've had a bank holiday in the UK. I've also been on a break. Therefore, there's no Discovery Scanner. Uh, there is still still a stream on Thursday, though. And then somebody went off and was like, you know, Zach, to be a good CM, you should really notify us about this beforehand. Arf then chimes in, completely missing the point. I'm sorry, Arf. Saying the only person Zach is required to notify his absence to is me. Yes, of course Zach should only notify his absence <coughs> to you. But if you're not going to just put out one of your more, you one of your regular features, <coughs> you should tell your community about putting in, not putting out your regular feature it, ahead of time. In you don't fairness, say, oh hey guys, you know what? This thing we put out every Monday, we're not doing it because we're on holiday. Fuck you. In fairness, Arf is actually a hundred percent correct. The only yes. person, the only person that Zach needs to notify that he's not going to be on to do the show is Arf. So it's not at all Zach's fault it's not that Zach's they didn't fault. put out a show. It's... it's Arf's fault, and he's absolutely. I appreciate him taking the blame. Uh, he didn't say it like that. He said it not. passive aggressively, but he absolutely is right. It's your fault, Arf. I agree. It's not Zach's fault. It's yours. A lot of things aren't Zach's fault. They're yours. Yeah, it is the community team's fault, in inverted commas. You know, and end of the day, buck stops with the lead CM. So, yeah, you you, if you're not gonna do something for a week, you do what I don't know. Oh, like the guys in oh, so another Cloud Imperium. He's like, hey guys, we're moving to the UK. We might not do something this week. Bro, I mean, you you would talk to your and you... moaning about it, but at least they told us. You would think, as a community manager, and what do I know? I was just the first community manager for Kerbal Space Program and ran that community for two years and was also the QA lead, experimental test team lead, and ran the media team and everything else for two years alongside James Kaparian. So what do I know about running a successful community for multiple years with tens and tens of thousands of people involved? Yeah. But you yeah. would think, you would think that you would... <clears throat> speak to your community and you would put a post up on Twitter, on TikTok, Instagram, whatever. I don't care. As a community manager, you have control of all your social media content generation platform. Don't tell me you don't. I've done this job for 10 fucking years. This is disgraceful. 
I'm sorry. I know we have beat the ever-loving crap out of the dead horse for months and months and months, but I will continue to say that this lack of professionalism is making the rest of us in the community management sphere of this industry look bad. Well, actually, no, it's probably making us look good, but still, this needs to stop. This is disgusting. So, uh... I just have to respond to Wintermute in the chat. Hi, Sir, this parrot is dead. Uh, alright. <laughs> it did his seeds to be. for the fuel. It it is, that is how FF treats this. It's not dead <laughs> to the new players. They don't care about us. We're the vets that have already got our thousands and thousands of hours in the game. They don't care about us anymore, but there were how many 6,000 people playing on Steam last night I saw, and... Most of those are new players where there's all kinds of stuff to do. And that's all they care about right now is sustaining that new player count. So let's let's wrap this up with one last piece of Elite Dangerous News. Guys, <clears throat> I am linking for you right now a uh, thread that you need to go. Every last person needs to go and hype this fucking thread. It needs to go... Uh, it needs to go crazy. Hold on. Let me grab the link right here and paste it in the whatever. What is that? The the restream chat so that it'll post it to both. Here we go. Here. Restream. God, I hate doing this shit. Here we go. Stream live chat. And this should post both of them all the way. All right. Uh, let's bring up. This asset, which is... Here we go. So, friend of the show, Commander DJ Wiley, who is, I have to say, he is a lover of Elite Dangerous. He is not a hater. He is not a, um, you know, person who is just looking for an opportunity to score hits. He posted a thread on Reddit who, that is, it's literally just a couple hours old. It's eight hours old. It's already got 76 likes. The link is in the show notes. Please, everyone, if you give a fuck at all about Elite, go to this thread, upvote it, share it on Discords, share it with your friends. Let's talk about this. The name of it is called Frontier and the Timeline of Failed Communications. I'm trying to stay as positive at the moment with Elite, but not going to lie, it's not easy right now. Thinking back a year or so ago, things were so much different. Odyssey was in the pipeline. We had a great new community management team coming together, and for a while, it really seemed like FDev were turning the corner with engagement and communication. Disappointingly, that has now fallen away into radio silence. Below, I'm going to highlight various commitments made by FDev, all of which have now either been discarded or have never materialized. I really hope FDev will rethink their communication policy again in the near future, period. Now, I cannot say this, stress this enough. This is not someone that's looking to shit on Frontier. This is a fucking sweetie who is one of the last diehard lovers of Frontier who is, having, the game. who is having a crisis of faith. This is legitimately a crisis of faith. And he goes on to post 
Barry, and there's a link to every last one of these. You can read it for yourself. He's not putting words in anybody's mouth. He's letting them speak for themselves. Bruce Garrido, in November 23rd of 2020, you know, to give our forum users a direct line to speak with us, we've created this AMA, Ask Me Anything style thread. Every Wednesday at 3 p.m. UTC, one or more of the community managers will be in here to answer your questions regarding any aspect of the game. Yada, yada, yada. And it goes on from there. Frontier have completely abandoned that. They've discontinued it 100%. They're just not doing it. It lasted for like less than a month. Arthur told me, April 6, 2021. Finally, we would like to address the topic of communication. We're aware that many of you have been asking about greater communication, visibility, and a change on how we share and update Elite Dangerous moving forward. While we do always try to give us as clear a vision of the future as possible, such as Horizons or Beyond Season Roadmaps, we also must accept that this alone has not hit the mark. Our community uh, have always been the beating heart of Elite Dangerous, and we take the feedback very seriously. We are going to be working on new plans and initiatives we can do to bring you even more in touch with our development progress. Starting with monthly communication community update, we will highlight and share the progress that the development team has been making over the month, over that month. 100% discarded. Not go ahead. At least it'll be quick. At least it'll be quick. Yeah. Uh, David Braben, July 21st, 2021. We will continue to give open monthly development updates where we discuss work in progress content, challenges, the issue tracker, and more. We know that the previous levels of detail in the roadmap and developer update have not met expectations, but we are grateful for your patience while we shift and adjust plans in the face of such clear feedback. Okay, so work in progress content, fuck off. It hasn't happened. Issue tracker, they never even mention it anymore. And more. Uh, more? What could be more? Arthur told me, March 12th, or sorry, December 3rd, 2021. We will have a full development update in January 2022 and lay out our plans for communicating with you through updates, streams, and social channels. For the record, Frontier didn't say fuck all until February, so they didn't say anything at all in January and they still haven't given us any of future plans, communication, updates, nothing. Also, Arthur told me, February 9th, 2022, the whole team are excited to share all of the upcoming content for this year including new updates, content expansions, and the next major phase in the ongoing narrative. First off, fuck off. That is just straight up bullshit. But secondly, you're excited to tell us stuff because all you've told us this year was we're not doing consoles and we're not fixing the tiling issue. I hope to God that's not what you were excited to tell us. If so, I would hate to hear what you're afraid to tell us. Yeah. yeah. TLDR. FDev have made many promises on improving communication over the past year, which have seemingly now all been discarded. I really hope this improves in the near future for the sake of the elite community. So that is up there right now. In just the time we've been talking about it, a dozen people have gone and fucking clicked the upvote on this. Please comment, share it, spread it. It needs to go around everywhere. All that has come from from the time where they were super excited to tell us 
is we're not doing consoles. It's too hard. We're not fixing tiling. It's too hard. The fucking issue tracker has gone the way of Jimmy Hoffa. We don't even talk about it anymore. It's so fucking lost. We're the, looking the, at account the, transfers, but it's awfully hard. The monthly developer update live stream has, that turned into the monthly community manager forum post, which now has turned into the fuck off it hasn't happened so far this year and probably never will again. Like all of this stuff, they can't do this because it's too hard. Okay. They can't do that because it's too hard. Okay. You haven't told us anything in the in so far this year. You haven't told us anything you can do or are doing. Let me tell you something, folks. Their track record speaks for itself. Here's what they're doing. They're doing dinosaur theme parks. They're doing fucking Warhammer. They're doing Formula One race cars. So all of you out there, while you're driving your race cars and to your dinosaur park so that you can go and shoot a T-Rex as a fucking space marine, spare a kind thought for Elite Dangerous. It was great once upon a time. With that... I'm out. Y'all hop in. Everybody just fucking roundtable this. Let's go. There is one other thing that Arf has done. He has nudged and winked that there will be an no, update 12. No, 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 Sorry. Fuck off. No more nudging and winking. <laughs> hey, hey, you bald fucking git. Either say it or don't. Stop with your fucking nudging and winking and, oh, I would be in so much trouble if they found out I told you. No, you wouldn't, you fucking lying cunt, because that's how corporations work. If you weren't supposed to say it, you wouldn't say it or you'd get fired. Tell the truth for once. Be a fucking man. Honest Arf. I'm gonna go get a beer. You guys talk. Ooh, um, I get in trouble Star every time I talk about it. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Hold on. Earth is the cradle. Fuck. I'm hitting buttons. I'm trying to stay in the cradle forever. Demonstration mission two. Uh, it's gonna be the first it's time really a commercially built spacecraft will launch again, people you know, through the space station. The one thing I have been told we'll launch American astronauts from American soil is for the first that I don't get an opinion on Elite because I only had 500 hours. I'm a newbie. A what? You know, compared to the, the thousands of hours that other people have had. God, I hate um, that bullshit. And it it's like, yeah, I hit my 500th hour because I was, like, I wouldn't have spent 500 hours on Elite if I didn't love it. And I, and I, and I did. And I, part of me still does. I keep trying to reinstall and, and fly around because... I loved the spaceship combat. I loved my little top hat and, and switching between shields and engines and weapons and, and having the hard dogfights. And I loved deep core mining. And I loved... I'm one of the crazy people, apparently. I loved just turning on some music. Oh, hey, this planet has like 50 geological sites on it. I'm just going to get on my SRV and go explore for a bit. I loved the game. I want to still love it. I'm the first person to tell people that I play No Man's Sky and Imperium and Space Engine. I play them all. But this isn't it. I'm sorry. This is not it. And I know people, like, a lot of the elite community won't listen to somebody like me. But, and I've said it time and time again, as a former QA lead and community manager for one of the most successful space games out there in KSP... This is not how you communicate with your community, and we weren't even doing a live service project. 
KSP was not a live service game. This is not it. And we do have the right to complain as consumers that exists in this country, at least. You know, America. I don't know about anywhere else. But in, you know, Star Spangled Awesome Land, we do have the right to voice our opinions about the things that we've paid money for. So, like, this is, this is ridiculous. And especially what I find the most egregious is when your community is this polite to you. And you still ban them and call them abusive. Just to be clear, you, the yeah. British also have the ability to do that, as as Souverain and uh, Ben have yeah, both am amply demonstrated tonight, because they were spitting fire. I just fire. been a smartass, Kai. I just been a smartass. But you know, it's 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 just disgraceful. It's just disgraceful. I'm with mm. Suv on it now. At this point, walk the fuck away. Mm. Enough is enough. Yeah. yeah. It is, it is the definition I mean, of insanity to keep saying this stuff for years and years. And, you know, we, 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 we've all demonstrated insanity. Like, we've, we've all been saying the same things for years now. Like, mm. ultimately, the joke's on us now. Mm. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, I still want to love Elite. I still have a community, mostly on Xbox right now, but I still have a community of people that do kind of play it. And I still, even when they're not playing, I'm talking to them all the time in Discord and stuff. I miss being able to fly and do things with them hmm. but i can't i can't devote time to a game that i don't believe has a future and as suv said so eloquently you just can't trust fdev anymore you can't we we shouldn't have trusted them to start with and we certainly can't trust them now hmm. okay and this post coming from dj DJ Wiley is one of the most staunch supporters of Elite Dangerous as a game. Not necessarily FDev as what the, what they've done of late, but you won't find somebody that loves the game anymore. I'd venture to say he probably has as many, if not more, hours than I have in the game. Mm. Yeah. So this post coming from him to me has a lot of weight. Says a lot. Wolf, hop in here. So. Like it's it's no secret that when it comes to communication uh, they're fucking horrible at it. They've got a track record for it. Mm. They also they also have a track record for they'll come up with a thing, they'll put the thing in the game, they'll fix it enough so that it works, you know, doesn't break the game, doesn't cause crashes <clears throat> and to their eye, okay, that's good enough. And then they don't go back and fix a damn thing. Mm -hmm. um, like the fact that it's like, oh, hey, we're gonna do this CG is like, oh shit, we can't do the CG because this thing that the CG needs has been broken for five years and people pointed it out, but it just wasn't worth the time to investigate, fix, and whatnot. It. <sighs> hey, Wolf. The Anaconda, the only ship in the game with a damage yeah. model, still broke. Can't repair itself. Yeah, I know. It. You know, hey, whatever. I, I want... I still really enjoy playing the game. To do the things in the game that I want to do. Like, I... I'm summarily disinterested in going around, walking around on foot, and shooting other, other players or humanoid NPCs in the face. Like, I just... That, that doesn't... 
that doesn't do it for me. I have issues with that on my own personal thing. But going around in my ship and shooting at other ships, cool, fine, dandy, because whatever. Like, they You're decided to do something. That you like, Wolf. They, they decided to do something with the game that I would argue the majority of the community, one, didn't give a flying fuck about, and two, is so horribly designed that it just makes it impossible to play and be enjoyable for the majority of people. I know people who play it and are having a, a grand old time and more power to them. Yeah, it's just, it's not for me. I wanted, I wanted to be able to be the person who flies the ship in, drops my buddies off to go do the ground skirmish, and I provide close air support or just general overwatch ready to come in, grab them and get the fuck out because they bit off more than they could chew. I can't, I can't do that. So the, the whole on foot thing doesn't do anything for me. Mm. And there's no answers to the multiple people who have, an, who have asked those types of questions, let alone anything in the past. It's like just a comms black hole to them. So either you like elite for what it is and how it is now and if it gets something new, you either like that or you don't, and you play that or you don't. But it's just... It's fair. As much as I would love to go and play the game and have fun doing it, like, I'm in the bubble. I'm in, I'm in the core systems. I'm doing stuff just to fuck around. I don't see anyone anymore. Mm. Even when it's a CG time, I don't see anyone anymore. And if I do see one person... System chat, 07... No response. Mm. The fuck? Like it's it's hard to it's hard to be like yeah I want to go play the game when it's even more desolate now than it was before and the reasons for that rest solely upon the shoulders of how they have handled the community with their communications. Mm. I'm watching as literally the the upvotes on this thing are just flying by. Uh, yeah, yeah. This thread is getting heat, and it should. I'm going to post the, the thread again in the chat uh, of the, uh, of the, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, YouTube. It's in the show notes already. You can go. This thread needs all of the, if you are pissed off and want to express it, go post in this thread. If you still love Elite and you are desperately Desperately hoping that Frontier will see this and make a change and turn their shit around. Go hit up this thread. Like, it doesn't... The, the only reason not to hit up this thread is if you both don't want Elite to fail and don't want to embarrass them. If you want to do either one, hit up this fucking thread. It needs all of the attention possible because this is not hate. This is a person clearly laying out. You said this, this, and this. I would like you to please address it. That's it. I um, I want to say something too. Don't attack or harass the dev team. And two, no matter what we say, you're allowed to love the things that you love. And please, go do. Go 100%, play. 100%. 100%. But also give us our space to air out our disappointments as well. If I didn't love Elite back in the day, I wouldn't be angry now. Right. That's the That's only exactly reason why it, I'm angry. Right there. Yeah, 5,000 hours in that game. I loved that game and what I could do in it with the people I, that I did it with. And it's just, they've, they've, 
they've nuked it. They've totally killed the game. The so... um, I, I still think I I mentioned I alluded to this earlier, but I still think that um, in terms of the the things that are the things that Elite does better than any other game um, are that that minute to minute satisfaction of all the little games interactions. Um, but but specifically the flight model and the the stellar forge are still pretty much unparalleled as far as i'm aware no question but those things have been those things have been in since 1.0 mm -hmm. like front, front since i think since the end of horizon since the beyond season um frontier have been steadily making elite dangerous worse not better in my opinion all right we're like 18 hours into this show so let's wrap this shit up anything anybody wants to add before we close it out and say good night now's the time let's go Play what you play, love what you love, have fun if you have fun, if you don't, don't play it. Alright. Going around the horn, everybody say goodnight to the beautiful people. Add anything you want to say. Wolf, go. <clears throat> Thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, I uh, have finished both the whiskey and the sweet tea. I actually refilled the whiskey because I fucking needed it. Um, yeah, same thing, same thing that Ben was saying, or... Um, not Ben. Yeah, Ben. Yeah, yeah ben. ben. Yeah. Words hard. It's hard to read too. New <laughs> games. If you're having fun, play them. If you're not having fun, find another. Life's too short. Be happy. Hell Be yeah. excellent to each other. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm gonna close mine out and say, watch the doors and quarters, kid. That's where they get you. Rain. Um, to quote a legend, uh, play it if you want or don't. Who fucking cares? Tweet. Tweet. Yeah, as we've told you tonight, there are a ton of space games out there. Go play them all. However, you will find me in the verse. So have a good night, everybody. I'm going to say this right now, Ben. This is a safe space. Anytime you can't say shit on Lave, you can come here and say it. Now, for the Lave Radio, the Lave Radio boys, say good night to the beautiful people. Ben. Yeah, um, I'm back. I'm, I'm back in the world, so there will be a live radio this this Tuesday, even if it's just me, because I'm not a fucking slacker. And Sooth. I have to be happy. You deserve it. Life's too short. Have fun. You're beautiful bastards. Fuck yeah. Have a good night, guys. We'll see you next week.